that's the cool part about uh, filmmaking to me is that, yeah, we made a great video and everybody fucking loved that video and it was probably one of our, our, our most acclaimed pieces that we did, but I didn't even really care about that. Uh, ultimately, I, before that video was even edited, I had already been paid in life experience. It makes me want to go drive down that, that highway on California. <laughs> oh, it's, it's one of the most beautiful places, man. And, and, you know, as we continue this series, I hope that... Um, I, my goal is not to just, just have this be you and me sitting in a room talking, because I, I think that could get fucking boring. So my, my goal is to have us chat with um, a bunch of people that I've worked with, a bunch of people that I want to work with, um, and uh, friends of mine that are in this business. And then I, I want to know about how they stay motivated. Um, I also hope that the conversations that we spark, you'll hear more stories like that. Um, and then I would say, consider yourself a, a good part of this thing. And at any time or any point, you're more than welcome to jump in and ask questions. And I'm going to introduce you as a part of this thing for that reason because I just don't want this to be a couple of, of middle-aged veterans sort of sitting in a room talking about the good old days. <laughs> so what you're listening to was the end of episode one of In Love With The Process and you were listening to an arrogant <laughs> idiot talking about what he wanted the show to become. Uh, little did I know that we would get to episode 10, 20, but uh, today I'm proud to say that you are listening to episode 100, episode 100, episode 100. <laughs> so uh, I'm excited. Today we're doing some crazy shit. I've got a bunch of fucking people coming in and out of the show today, prior guests on the show, people we mention all the time some uh, regulars uh it's gonna be me herding cats all day trying to keep everything on schedule um super excited uh but first i want to introduce i want to bring the whole show back full circle and i want to introduce the first guy who was on the show with me dave apostolides are you there buddy i am here mike what's going on dude talk about Fucking 100 episodes, man. It's been three years since you Holy and I sat shit. in the attic and started the show. It's Cur wild. I, it just brought me right back to the, your your loft with the AC going with the construction outside, trying to figure <laughs> out how to do the first show. <laughs> Nothing's fucking changed. Now I'm in another space. The AC's still running. I have fucking garbage trucks that come up and down the street consistently. Yeah, it's totally professional over here. <laughs> still professionals. Um, but... Uh, how are you doing, man? So you were with me for quite some time, and then uh, you we ended up uh, splitting off ultimately because I had to move to California, and then you got a full-time gig, and so how, how's life with you? What's going on? It's good, man. Yeah, right after, um, I think one of the last times uh, I was working with you was in uh, April of last year, uh, and right after that, I got a, a job. I started working at a college uh, music school. Um, and I do all their video work from like orchestra concerts, music videos, interviews. Um, and I've just been out here doing that. Hell yeah, man. And the, and the, and the works, the works good for you. They're keeping you happy over there. They paying you. 
It's good, yeah. Um, it's a cool spot for me. Um, so before I even got into into film and video, I just loved music and I loved um, music for film. So it's kind of like a nice intersection of all that stuff. Oh, awesome, dude. You know, I mean, a lot of people on the show hear me like trash <laughs> people going to get full-time gigs, but it sounds like you got a good one, man. It sounds like you're doing well with it. I mean, there's pros and cons for sure. You know, it's, it's wildly different, I think, in a, a huge departure from even what I thought I was going to do when I was working with you all the time. Um, but no, it's been good. You just got to find the stuff um, that you like about it, I guess. Hell yeah, man. Well, I'm happy that you're going to be able to hang out with us for a bit on the show today, man. We missed you. Yeah, I missed you guys too. Thanks for having me on. And uh, also joining us on the show right now is uh, Liam. What's up, Liam? Hello. The man behind the podcast these days, the hard worker, he's out there. For those of you who don't know, Liam has been busting his ass at doing all the post-production on all the episodes. He's been booking fucking guests. He has been working his ass off. And he's working his ass off for you guys. He's working his ass off for no fucking money. So everybody needs to write to Liam and say thank you. Thank you for kicking ass because the show's really great because Liam's been kicking ass on the show. Okay? What do you think, Liam? You know, and it's it's more accurate than you make it sound because according to my girlfriend, I have no ass. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's trashy i like it i like it <laughs> so um liam meet meet dave i feel like the world's gonna explode you both are in the same space how's it going two universes colliding i guess this is crazy yeah man i'm i'm like sitting here going like I, you know this feels like uh oh like todd seeing dick yeah, I'm like, oh my god, this is fucking Nightwing. <laughs> You're such a nerd. You're such a nerd. You know what? But it's perfect because we're listening to episode one hundred. Yes. Also joining us for the party today in studio here in California. I am joined by the one, the only, Gina Manning. Say hello, Gina. Oh, I thought it was going to be Voltran. No. <laughs> Hi. Gina's joining us in the studio, and then uh, we're also being joined. It's been a while since he's been on the show. Uh, He's been kicking ass, and what you're listening to in the background is him playing around. Joined by Voltran, Mike Tran, my buddy, hanging out. What's up, everybody? Stoked to be here. You guys smell my fart? (laughs) It's about to be a chaotic one today. (laughs) It's good to be back. (laughs) Right back where we left off. (laughs) So, I'm excited. We're going to have a lot of... New York. Mm, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Yeah, today's a big time party day. We got a bunch of stuff going on. For those of you at home, I highly suggest... Uh, that you find yourself something to drink. We're drinking beers here in the studio. Um, what are we drinking, Gina? You just finished it off. What the fuck? Well, you didn't let me talk for a really long time, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, beach Retreat India Pale Ale oh, from Pizza good. Port. Pizza Port, huh? Brewing Co. That's pretty good. Hold on, let me drink ASMR of this shit. Oh, that's not ASMR. That's how you drink in- incorrectly. <laughs> that's good. It's good. Uh, we got a bunch of cool stuff happening on the show. We're actually uh, going to have uh, the Bourbon Brothers on the show. The Bourbon Brothers from Instagram, they're going to come on. They sent me over some samples, some bourbon samples. I'm going to sit here and get nerdy about bourbons because uh, like any other craft, you know, I get nerdy about food, right, Liam? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So with these guys, we're going to come on. Uh, and then we're going to just York. Be- mm. I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Mm. Yeah, right? That's a really good and one. There's you going use to be simple. flutes playing and trombones <laughs> and flowers and garlands of fresh herbs. <laughs> and we will dance till the sun rises. <laughs> That's because Gina put us together. Is that, is that Anchorman 2? I think it was Anchorman 2. I don't think that was Anchorman 1. We should discuss what a ridiculous nerd you are for Will Ferrell, Gina. Right? <laughs> right? Wasn't there a point when he was in Boston and you were stalking him? You were Oh, yeah. Tr- the only other people that stayed with his whereabouts for the entire day were the ones that, like, uh, faking the posters so they could sell them afterwards by getting many <laughs> autographs from him. Oh, you were following around the paparazzi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Gina's a huge Anchorman fan. Uh, and uh, we all love Will Ferrell here as well, and I feel like a lot of these quotes make sense for today's episode. Excuse me? The party, the pants, with the pants. Party with pants? Brick. <laughs> so that's what's going on in our pants today. We are going to be hanging out with the Bourbon Boys, and then after that we have some other special guests. I don't want to spoil everything for you guys. Um, Is this tattoo? All the things she said, all the things she said. Gina's making fun of Mike. <laughs> I, this is the first time we've ever had someone doing live cues for us on the show, which is really great, Mike. Let's take a listen. Running through my head, running through my head. <laughs> Super cool stuff. Uh, let me see. What else do I got for quotes here? I love playing with my little soundboard. I love this roadcaster. It's really great. I'm not sponsored by them, and I shouldn't be saying that. But It wasn't lava. I ate a whole bunch of fiberglass insulation. <laughs> it wasn't cotton candy like that guy said. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we started this episode listening to you in a cave. You're like, hey, everyone be quiet. We're starting the intro. Listen to me with all these voice effects. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's one of the reasons why I like to have my friends around me. And for those of you listening, it's important to stick around with the people that you come up with because at the end of the day, they knock you off your pedestal and they make you feel like a piece of shit. So it's very important to have that (laughs) in your life. Uh, The other thing I want to talk about before we get crazy on our schedule here is that we heard some devastating, devastating news over the past couple of weeks. I'm incredibly depressed about... The world is ending. The world is ending, and I'm, I'm not just talking about the social conflicts that we're dealing with. I'm not talking about the fact that the fucking fires are burning right over us. We can't go outside, and there's no room for fresh air. There's none of that stuff. We're I'm talking about. I'm talking about the most important, devastating news that I've heard all week. <laughs> it's the fact that the cards... I'm going to be no more. Kardashians are no longer going to be on television. Just having the confidence to do what you want to do and you believe in, to know that I have a voice and that I can change. Oh, it changes everything. How big my butt is. (laughs) I don't know. For those of you who have been listening to the show, you know uh, that Gina and I watch the Kardashians regularly. (laughs) It is our trash outlet. Uh, I think the reason why I love the show so much is that I really enjoy dis- disliking these ladies. I 100% completely understand. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too That's a good one. Oh my God. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Everybody has their trash that they like to watch. Everybody has their 
their uh, escape kind of shit. And I don't know, I, it completely goes against everything I believe in, everything I talk about on the show. But for some reason, these ladies. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. Is that cake? Mm-hmm. Hold on, it's coming. We wanted Ooh. to truly thank you. For what? For just being you. Yeah, thank oh, you. Thank you guys yeah. for being you. That's my favorite cake. I know. I love that cake. Give me a hug. Oh, my God. Okay. What's wrong? Why do you want to hug me? Huh? What? <laughs> the drama on the show is my favorite. Are we listening to an entire episode right now? <laughs> yeah, just to yeah, see. That's what I'm saying. Guys, welcome to the 100th episode here with the Kardashians. <laughs> I'm literally like, what the fuck? You can't see, but I was wincing in pain that entire time. <laughs> Listen, guys, don't shit on the cards. They're my ladies. I love them. You know, because, you know, and this show is about how to get your career started. The show is about how to stay motivated with it. And if you were passionate about, then you would know what it takes to run a business, but you don't. So don't even act like you know what I'm talking about. Oh, fuck. I know what episode that is. That's bad. Oh, my God. So, uh, this is I, I, Liam and I have talked quite a bit about it off air, and he's a huge fan of the Kardashians too. So I don't want to hear uh, how you don't like them, Liam. You know I, they have me there because the first <laughs> thing you played, they were talking about a secret to getting a bigger ass, and I'm like, that's that's right on uh, right on topic for me right now. <laughs> She's ruined my life. Um, so yeah, well, How I mean, many of those do you have? <laughs> I've got enough. Dude, I've got enough. Full, full clip. I That's a lot of Kardashians. He's got a full, full clip in the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, look, like I said, there's nothing wrong with enjoying a little bit of trash. I mean, most of the shit that everybody watches on, on Netflix right now is dog shit. It's all trash. And so everybody has their own <laughs> show that they like. And, uh, <clears throat> I like that show, so I don't I don't know what to tell you. I also you like honestly like that show more than I do, and that's what's disturbing to me. <laughs> <laughs> I dude, I literally think it's just because I grew up with sisters that would annoy me, and so when I watch the show, it's just very comforting for and me. And you're dating a hairy Armenian, so there's just a lot of yeah, it's very true. similarities. It's <laughs> very true. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. I blame myself. So do I. I have no sense worrying about it now. Why worry? Each of us is wearing an unlicensed nuclear accelerator on his back. Yep. Let's get ready. Switch me on. A little bit of Ghostbusters feedback. I love that shit. Um, so, uh, Tran, it's good to have you on the show again, man. We haven't had you on since, man, like, I think it was in the single digits the last time you were on the show. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a hot minute. Mike moved out here with us, actually. So we all moved across the country together. I was about to say, I think that's the big thing is we, we all packed up, moved all the way out west. Mm-hmm. It's just been uh, trying to figure things out. How's California been for you so far? You know, it's the most amazing thing ever. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other than the fact that, you know, everything's burning, I'm just waiting for the earthquake, really. Yeah, well, you know, we have earthquakes all the time. No, right? but I'm waiting for the one. Oh my God! Don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> you're a small petty. You're a small petty man. 
<laughs> so, so, uh, but uh, it, has it been better? Has the transition, because a lot of people ask on the show all the time, is it worth moving to Los Angeles? Is it worth moving to New York? Well, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think it's for everybody, but I think for, for myself, it was great. I really needed it, really needed the change. I mean, Boston's great. My home grew up, you know, cut my teeth there, but, you know, the creative ceiling is so low where out mm-hmm. here you can definitely tell, like, you can fly your freak flag out here. You can be as weird as you want to be, and there's room for it. There's room for creativity out here. It's just a matter of, like, who's going to claw their way to the right. to get it, you know, because there's that much here. So, right. so it feels good. It feels, you know, it feels raw. It feels real. Dude, and it's, like, we have, like, we've got a great house set up here. We're all working. There's always something creative going on. Mm-hmm. You're in the back, like, writing tracks and mastering tracks and mixing mm-hmm. tracks consistently, and then... Uh, Gina's been busy as hell. Are you allowed to talk about anything that you're working on yet? I don't know. I just haven't because then I feel like I don't know the line of anything. So once I open a can of worms. Well, well you can be vague about it. Yeah, okay. You don't have to talk about who. Okay, let me put down this, this popcorn. <laughs> She's like, I have to stop eating now. <laughs> God damn it. Because you've been busier than the, than the three of us yeah. at this point. You've been full throttle. You've been killing it the most out of the three of us. Oh. Thanks, guys. Yeah. We can so, do that for like another 10 minutes. We could just praise me. What are you working on right now? Um, I guess right now I'm working on marketing and stuff. Is that, is that super vague? Yeah, no, it's very... Okay, let me be, no, let me be even more vague that's, about that's it. That's a niche. That's a real niche right there. <laughs> uh, Gina's actually doing a full campaign, like a full throttle campaign, like everything campaign for like a big pop star right now, right? Yes. That's the way. That's vague enough? He, she, or they is the... Oh, no, wait. Yeah. He, she, they, whatever, or no gender that this person is, <laughs> is awesome. And we've been creating together for about six months. And it's... Ooh. Ooh. When I actually talk into it, it's way nicer. Yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah. use the microphone. Yeah. But then the I can't look at people, so I'm, I'm looking at the TV while I speak. I 100% <laughs> completely understand. understand. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he's dangerous with that shit. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little nervous after the whiskey. <laughs> it's gonna oh, get crazy. Shit. Fucking trigger figures over here. The thing I need to know: Do you are those randomized, or do you memorize every single? He one memorized them. <laughs> oh no, no. There's a there's All a color coordinated board, you motherfuckers. There's a color coordinated board yeah, that I loaded. Right. It's actually in just here. him. He opens his mouth and he sounds uh-huh. like a different <laughs> <laughs> You just rub my belly, and Kim Kardashian comes out of my mouth. <laughs> I didn't have that one queued. Hold on, stand by. Just having the confidence to do what you want to do and oh you God, believe stop in. The same one. Just having the confidence <laughs> to do what you want to do and you believe in. I wish I was closer to the plug on that thing. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, serious aside or jokes aside, the. Um, You've been really killing it with these new things because you started directing uh, music videos with it. You've done photo shoots with it. It's been a whole new sort of business plan for you as a photographer. Yeah, we've been doing everything from website design, tactics, and it's been really great. Yeah. What's, um, I mean, because before that, we've been talking about the photography world in general, and it's really tough to to sort of leverage yourself as a photographer these days because the industry has been so really tight and and uh, difficult to get and into. Oversaturated, yeah. Yeah, and then as far as payments are concerned, like the value of a photographer has gone down so drastically as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you've made the next logical decision at this point where you've decided because you've wanted to do any of this, all this stuff anyways. You've been very talented with branding and with merch design. Sure, I like to have my hands in everything, so it made sense to to take on a larger role. 
Yeah. And at some point, once we get uh, further into the new season, which after episode 100, after this episode, the new season will start. We'll start season three. So when you're finished listening to then season three begins. Uh, it's just so you know, Liam's learning this for the first time. Liam, season three begins after <laughs> Ooh, someone's dropping off a package. Yo. Oh, shit. Well, we get, yo. Oh, this guy's okay. COVID. Okay, so he's going to ring the doorbell. This. What's, yeah. He can see us. I don't understand that. We have huge windows. He can see us. He does not need to ring the doorbell. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Because yeah, he sees the microphones. We're all doing a show. And How do I? This that. keeps moving around. I don't know. We'll figure that out. Um, so, yeah. What's uh? So, Dave, what's what's up with you? How's Boston? How's how's uh, COVID going in Boston? Uh, I mean, it's just kind of like Groundhog Day every day. <laughs> like any time I talk to anyone, I feel like it's just the same stuff. Um, just trying to get through it, man. How's it out there? Well, you know, we're still in quarantine out here because a lot of people just don't like to wear masks. People are afraid of masks. They don't believe in masks. Hey, we have rights, man. Yeah. So I, w- I was really happy to see, actually. So around like the suburbs, um, it's you don't see too many people with masks. But I went into Boston for the first time in a while. Um and everyone on the streets was wearing a mask. There wasn't a single person that I saw outside. Um, so I guess that was encouraging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And are you going in and out of work now? Because is the city lifted itself from its quarantine? Uh, I feel like it's been changing rapidly. I mean, us specifically, um, we've been remote since like March. I go in every time I need to, but my base is, is home in Peabody. Nice, nice, dude. Um. Well, dude, look, look, I can't wait till we get out of quarantine because you got to come out and hang out with me and your brother out here in Los Angeles. We got to come out and do some like bar safari. Hopefully a bars are still open. We can come out here and do some bar safari and some barbecuing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's been way too long. I was, I was thinking um, in preparation for this back to my times uh, working with you and probably the, the biggest thing I got out of it was the knowledge of the beer. lashes on your back. <laughs> <laughs> knowledge of beer that's very true that and we uh soup dumplings was a big thing for you that was the last time i saw you and Tran. oh right because oh. we went out and got soup dumplings Both damn after, uh, gourmet yeah, dumpling got the dumplings chinatown boston legendary mm-hmm. are they still old? i hope they're still they closed open. did they close gourmet yeah. dumpling hut? no they closed. fuck yeah they done that city's been fucking gutted like, all oh, of the boy. best bars and shit have closed in Boston, man. And that was about all That's that was really keeping scary. us there. We're talking about, like, pillars that have been there for generations. Yeah. Gone. That's insane. Generations? Gone. We're talking, like, 15, all the time that we've had to eat? No, like, think about Cheers, though. <laughs> Cheers has think been there for like a long Cheers. time. Cheers, Cheers closed. Cheers closed. That's, like, that's, that is Boston. Cheers? Didn't that come out with the TV show? It was like a fake restaurant that opened up because of the TV show. No. There was they, like one of the first bars that like ever in Boston. They they moved it though. So the the location ended up what on like right out of um not Common Avenue. Yeah. Not Central Park, but what is the park there? Boston Commons. The Boston Commons, yeah. yeah. But they originally I think it was somewhere else and they just moved it there to be like a face. I like that everyone's like, uh, we're not from Boston and we don't know any of these spots, so <laughs> <laughs> that's part of the show, is that yeah. you don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah. It's important. Right, Liam? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Is this what it's like to be on the show or just we just got to agree with everything? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, that's a I great point. I find it's easier. <laughs> it hurts less <laughs> oh, if you just cool. let it in. 
You know, on a random tangent about stuff I've never seen nor will ever see because it doesn't exist anymore. Oh, that sounds shit. great. Hold on. Really proud of you. There it is. It found <laughs> there it is. Really proud of you. <laughs> what else do I have in here? I don't want to be negative about it. <laughs> get some of those. Some of us that are on the show will actually watch things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I found your I found your loops on here, That's buddy. Do like me a, a favor. A source of I learned this shit with my machine. Tooth. What's that? It's become like a source of blackmail for you, that little machine. I know. Hold on. This one. This is my favorite quote that Liam pulled all, all time. Do me a favor. I learned this shit with my two fingers, and it made people fucking cry, so I'm going to take the fingers out, and your face is going to go in there instead, and we're going to do that with your face instead of the fingers. <laughs> what? What does that even mean? Liam, I don't remember. What was the context of that one, Liam? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's better not to know. <laughs> So. I am so going down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories. You don't even want to get me started right now. Who's that? Right? That's Rick. That's Rick Tarr. Oh, that's Rick. That's cool. Yeah, this is what the show is going to be. So if you at home are just like, man, I was really hoping to learn something on this episode. No, that's not happening. You're like Uber. You're secretly collecting everyone's intel so you can have a completely AI show. Yeah, and then I'm not going to never need another guest. Then I'm not going to pay benefits to anybody. Yeah. Yeah, right. I'm going to close down all the other industries mm-hmm. around, and then I'm going to create a monopoly, and I'm going to hire you and tell you that I'm doing this for your own good, or I'm going to take all the money that you make me and then put it towards uh, developing automated cars. And then once the automated cars are developed, then you can go fuck yourself. But like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Just like Uber. Where's, the, where's that Rick sound clip? <laughs> yeah, that was Rick sound clip. Um, what are we at? Okay, we're at 1225. Uh, so we're going to have to let Dave go soon. No, Dave. Uh, Short-lived. Wait, Dave, do you like Nickelback? Uh, I feel like my default answer is just no. <laughs> like, you're, just, you're just throwing <laughs> Liam. I could formulate like a, a, an opinion in that. Two seconds, but probably not. But you I like guess. Coldplay. Huh? I, I like Coldplay, so you don't have to, to be afraid to say yes. I like Coldplay. I, I love Coldplay. Hell yeah. What I is really love on? Coldplay. What is going on? I I'm just like... trying to figure out how they sew together, the two assistants. <laughs> I, feel like, I, feel like, I feel like you're outing people. <laughs> yeah, really? What? Coldplay's great. <laughs> Ew. Uh, it, the whole joke here is that uh, Liam loves Nickelback. So I like Creed, so it's it's, it's all good. Yeah. So, and for any of those ladies listening to the show right now, I'm now single, so I'm available in the marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> With, arms With arms wide open. All right, Dave. Well, I just wanted to thank you for stopping by the show. It's been a long time, dude. And then we have to catch up. I'll have you on the episode, and we'll do we'll do a full length. Uh, podcast with you and see what's for going sure. on. For sure. It's great chatting with you guys. All right. Very bye, nice Dave. To meet you, man. Okay, so let's move on. The show's going to continue here. I think we're joined by our next guest, um, but give us a second here. We're going to just to do a little bit of music cue, give you guys a break from all the insanity that we've been put through. You want to play some stuff, Mike, or you want me to hit some stuff? I'll get it. All right, so I'm going to play some new shit. We've got uh, a new artist that is going to be giving us stuff for the new season of the show. Uh, their name is Night Rider. Very excited about them. Check out one of their new tracks as we get ready uh, to talk with uh, Landon next.
Okay, so like I said, uh, really excited to have some new music that's going to be on the show, pushing into season three from Knight Rider, as well as our buddy from our buddy Code Electro. Jesus Christ, mouth catch up. You guys are going to hear me get worse because we're going to be sampling the next portion of the show. We're going to be hanging out, sampling bourbons. We're going to hang out with one of the guys from the Brothers Bourbon on Instagram, uh, Landon Shields. Landon, are you there, buddy? Hey, Mike. How's it going, man? What's going on, dude? Oh, not much. How about you? I'm doing all right. I'm super excited to have you on the show, man. Like, uh, you are a huge fan of bourbon, as I can tell. Uh, do you live and breathe this stuff? Um, I mean, my wife would probably say that I do, but um, I think of it more as a hobby. But yeah, I, I, I do live and breathe bourbon. Absolutely love it. <laughs> it's super cool. And we, you and I started talking too long ago. I haven't been able to get you on the... Uh, show because everything's been super busy and we've had quite a backlog but uh you actually sent me some samples because i've been a fan of bourbon i really don't know shit about bourbon and so you're like look i gotta educate you You sent me over some stuff so i'm I'm super excited to get into it yeah i'm excited too i am so the samples that i sent you are all from the same distillery right and we and we can get into the background of bourbon later but um do you have uh do you have them i guess in front of you yes so yeah so Gene is going to be taking care of the bourbon samples right now in front of us. So there's like four different types there, right, Gina? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right. So where do where where should we start? What should we do? Let's um. Do you want to work through? I, let's work through a tasting, and I'll tell you about maybe a little about each one of the bourbons. Oh, as a as a side, um, it's actually uh, Bourbon Heritage Month. September's Bourbon Heritage Month, which is pretty cool. So, oh, cool. you know, the, the timing of your 100th episode and and, uh, and and maybe on the podcast has worked out quite great for this bourbon tasting. But let's um, let's work through these samples if you're cool with that. And we'll just talk about the bourbons and um, bourbon in general, if that's cool with you. Yeah, totally. Totally. So where do we start? Let's start with the uh, Hancock's Reserve. Ooh, Gina's already got it in her hand. She's ahead. She's a little mind reader. Oh, nice. Damn. All right, hold on. So... Yeah. She's going to do, she's going to do, a, so we should just uh, pour a little bit for each of us and then sort of sample it, correct? Yeah, that's perfect. All right, hold on a sec. We're just pouring yeah. it out. But if you could talk about it a little swish. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So let's see, the the Hancock's Reserve, the, the reason I picked this is because it comes in at a little bit lower proof. So it's 88.9 proof. Uh, it is a single barrel. So that means that all of the bourbon that's in this bottle came from one barrel. Oh, cool. uh, you have single barrel selections or you can have small batch. Um, and in small batch, they'll take multiple barrels, blend them all together, and then they'll bottle that. So this is one specific barrel. I mean, it is from Buffalo Trace's um, line, their distillery. So what, what you'll learn as you get more into bourbon is that there are a few main distilleries that have multiple lines of products, just, you know, with like any other store, any other product. But um, I think that this is a great one to kind of get people into bourbon because it's not too hot. It's got great. It's got a great nose. It's got a great palate on it. So that's where we're going to start uh, today. All right, let's try it. You guys ready to try it here? Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. when you when you do this, generally the, the the way that a lot of people walk their tastings is you start with the nose, right? So um, you can it. smell it. Put your yeah, move your nose. Uh, close to the to the to the bourbon and then back and then maybe rotate your head from side to side and see if you can pick up different notes oh yeah i smell i smell different stuff what, what do we got in here cherry so yeah cherry Ooh. 
some vanilla maybe. Yeah, I was about mm -hmm. to say vanilla, cherry vanilla is my two. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You get a little bit, you get a little bit of like oak, mature oak a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a little, nice. A little bit, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a very nice sipper, but it's, so it's easy on the palate. Now, when we do the, when we go to sip, so for the first sip, what I want you to let it do is just, um, let it touch your lips and get just a little bit in your mouth so you can kind of acclimatize or get, um, so the alcohol or the ethanol doesn't overburn you. So just a small sip first. Ooh, yeah, it's nice. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then what's that kind of, what did you get any notes off of that? I got oak mainly came through and then a little bit of vanilla. Yes, for sure, for sure, for sure. Awesome. And this is, this is, this is like uh, flavors that are absorbed uh, by the the uh, fluid by from the barrel, correct? Is that how that works? Yeah, yeah, correct. So they they have it's to be bourbon. There's certain rules for it to be bourbon, but it has to go into a, a new American oak barrel that's been charred. So uh, the, they they actually toast the barrel and and char the barrel. So uh, there's different levels of char. It goes one through four, and wow. the char kind of helps get some of the um, the bad things out. It mixes with the uh, the bourbon when it goes in or the distillate, which is actually quiet, it looks almost like moonshine. So that toast that's on the back end side is what helps um, get the vanilla flavor in and some of the oak flavor. And then as the as the whiskey sits and ages, it picks up more um, flavors from the wood. As it gets hot and cold, the wood expands and contracts, which sucks in some of the bourbon and then it'll push it back out. I love this. Look, let me just say to the to the listeners of the show, people that are like, look, it's great that you have bourbon guys on because you guys are partying today. It's more than that for me because this is such a craftsmanship sort of gig and, and the attention of detail and the years of tradition that have gone into finding these flavors and like how long did it take them to figure out like burning the inside of the barrel while I had certain flavors and, and just that, the fact that the wood is expanding and contracting but also add flavors to it. It's pretty awesome shit, man, you know? Oh yeah, it's it's incredible because we what the, the distillate, which is the white liquor that goes in, is made out of what they call a mash bill. And generally that's, to be bourbon, it has to be at least 51% corn. Mm -hmm. So uh, this has got 51% corn in it, and then it may have some rye in there, um, and then some other grains that, that go into the, to the mash making process. Um, but you can have a similar mash bill or just, you know, change a little bit here, change a little bit there. Based on that, the level of char in the barrel, where it sits in the warehouse, whether it's higher up because, you know, heat rises. So that's going to cause more of an evaporation effect. Or if it's, say, sitting lower in the warehouse, um, it might be a little bit cooler. So, you know, so much water doesn't evaporate. More uh, evaporation of the water, you know, a little bit stronger than alcohol, those sort of things. I, let me just say this right now. I love what a mm -hmm. nerd you are about this stuff. It's oh, very refreshing to hear. <laughs> I appreciate it. I, yeah, it's super nerdy, for sure. <laughs> but, uh, you know, at least it's fun. You can you can nerd out about something and get a slightly, get a buzz off of it if you yeah. drink enough. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm looking at Gina right now. Gina, you're, you're, you're not really a bourbon fan, so you're trying to take this. How does it taste to you? I'm pretty, I think my body is just adverse to brown liquor, and I'm, I'm wondering if that's like a thing you might know about. You know, I had, uh, back in college when I used to have too much fun, I, I did, I had some trouble with liquor for a while, um, and it took me a little bit to get back into it. So is it, 
Is it just the taste or is it the, the thought that it's brown liquor or is there something that stands out that's weird to you or, or do you think it's more of like a, a mental thing? I just, I don't like brown liquor. Um, it's definitely more of like a physical thing because I, I, mm-hmm. I don't think I necessarily mind the taste. It's just every part of it, like touching my lips and my throat and my like esophagus, it feels mm-hmm. like it's poison. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Come on! Oh, it's not. It's it's but, really. But good. I can I can objectively enjoy this process and learning about it. Right. You know, listen. I think some. I think what he's trying to say in a very polite way is that you need to man up and stop being stop a wussy being a bitch. about about this. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, can, you can you can honestly drink it any way you want. So if, if you wanted to put ice in it and chill it down, oh, that's a good you, point. You may prefer that, or if you want to put a couple of drops of water in there. Um, you know, when you add ice or water, you're going to proof it down a little bit. So mm-hmm. it'll be a little bit less strong, but it also opens up different flavors. So, it, you know, you may like your bourbon with ice instead of meat. I or... definitely think that's the way for me. Okay, cool. You got to yeah. do a quick run to get yourself some ice Anyone real quick. Anyone else want an ice cube? No, go, go quick because no. we're going to come back. We're going to try another sample and you're the one serving that. So run, run, run. Um, so how did you get, so how did you get into to bourbon like when did you decide that you guys were going to start an instagram account when did you decide that you're going to dive this deep into it yeah so it started probably back in december of 18 i think Mm -hmm. and um my brother and i were just we both liked bourbon Uh, we thought we liked bourbon but we didn't know you know a whole whole lot about it so we start this instagram start posting some pics and started making friends connections um started a little bourbon group on there called the bourbon league so we have this private chat behind the scenes where we do a lot of things but as you start interacting with people who are immersed in any world you know honestly um if you're intrigued by it you're going to want to learn more and know more and do more so that kind of happened i had a a group of friends where we used to live in knoxville tennessee we would get together and have a few drinks um, then I would talk to people on Instagram about bourbon and they would say, oh, try this, you know, let's let's try that, let's do this. So um, people would send me samples to start off with of stuff I couldn't find or couldn't afford. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would send them samples, we would switch. And over time, I started to figure out what flavors I liked. And mm-hmm. once you kind of figure out what you prefer, whether it's that caramel vanilla or uh, I, I prefer the dark fruit, big cherry notes. Um, mm. It's kind of my, my poison. Mm. But um, <laughs> once, you, once you figure that out, then you can kind of start um, picking out the specific bourbons that, that uh, appeal to your palate. So, you know, that's kind of what got me started, which is like, like, hey, let's do this Instagram thing. And it grew into, a, I guess, more of a passion than just a hobby because, I, like you said, I live and breathe this stuff almost every day. <laughs> Dude, I love it, man. I Like, this is... Uh, you and I have been sort of following each other for a little while. This is what I get nerdy about. Yeah, I'm I'm incredibly passionate about food. I'm incredibly passionate about uh, the manipulation of one's emotions with uh, their taste buds and with with their sense of smell. Uh, I love this sort of thing. And bourbon to me just seems like such a such an I don't want to. How do I say this? It's, it's almost like an educated man's drink. It's like you get to that point where you're in that room with like brown leather chairs, and usually wow. cigars are kicking around, and you know this is that uh, this is that space where people are deciding whether or not countries live or survive. Oh God! Right, right. I agree. It's um, you know, there's there's so many bourbons out there. It's crazy. I, I counted. I'm embarrassed to say this, but I think I have 140 bottles in my in my little man. Jesus! Wow, that's crazy. And, yeah, it's, it's my wife thinks so too. She's like, you need to get rid of some of that. <laughs> but um, but um, 
you know, it's it's fun because you you get to try different stuff. But it is some of it can get really sophisticated. But you know, you get in, I get into this argument with people sometimes. Maybe not really an argument, but a, a point of conversation is um, why would a bottle be worth a certain amount of money? Mm-hmm. Is it was it uh, the grain cost so much or you know, did it age for so long that they need to get the, you know, their money back out of it from the time? Uh, mm. Or what happens a lot of the time with a lot of new distilleries is that they source the bourbon. So um, MGP is a company out in Indiana that distills a lot of bourbon and new companies will purchase barrels from them mm. of, uh, of bourbon that they didn't make. And then, you know, bottle it and label it and sell it as their own. And they have some, say, so like they get to pick the recipe and stuff that they want to match a certain flavor profile. But there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of bourbons that cost less than $20 that are, yeah, that are yeah. okay. You know, yep. some people may refer to them as bottom shelf bourbons, but there's bottles that retail as much as five, six, seven, eight hundred. It's crazy. So, man. yeah, it, yeah, it's nuts. But it's, it, you know, it's disappointing when you pay a lot of money. Like on the secondary market, people will hype bottles up and say that the bottle retailed for a hundred bucks and then somebody paid a uh, thousand for it. Right. Um, my, my biggest issue with that is, you know, somebody who doesn't know a lot about bourbon, besides they heard this bottle was great, they need to pay $1,000, gets it. You know, one, do they understand it? Is their palate developed enough to appreciate the bourbon? Uh, just, you know, with like with food, not everybody's going to appreciate, you know, say like a new mommy flavor um, until you get really immersed into the world. Well, these people may not appreciate the bourbon because they, they're not at the point where they can understand it yet. Or right. it could be that the bourbon was just bad and it was new and so people hyped it up and then they spent a lot of money on a bottle that was subpar. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's move on. Where do we go next? Yeah, let's move on. Let's go to the, to the blends. Which one is so, it, Gina? You got to pick what, up the next bottle. What do we got? Which one was it again? Uh, Blanton's. Got it, cool. And what's yeah. what's the deal behind this one? So Blanton's uh, has the history of being the very first single barrel bourbon that was ever um, bottled or put out. And it, again, it's by Buffalo Trace. But a lot of people love this bottle. It's uh, one of their very favorites. So we're, we're jumping up in proof just a little bit. We went from 88.9 with the Hancocks up to 93 proof with the Blanton's. Um, it's a cool bottle. It's It looks like a... Um, I don't know if you've seen John Wick, but John Wick, when he's drinking bourbon, mm-hmm. I think it's in either the first or second, there's a, a bottle with a horse sitting on top. That's yeah. a Blanton's bottle. Oh, no shit. So, yeah. I think I think he actually has, like, I think it's a black label, if I'm not mistaken, which is a, a Japanese version of it. But um, but Blanton's is a lot of people's uh, go-to or favorite bourbon that they seek out quite often. So this one doesn't smell as, like, the sm- it's a little bit more difficult to get the smell into, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's less cherry. It's definitely more vanilla. Mm. Yeah, you're right. More vanilla. And it doesn't smell as sweet to me. If you still, I don't know if you if you were using different glasses, but if you, if yeah. you still yeah. have the other one poured, you can go back and smell a big difference in between the two. <coughs> Hold on. <coughs> I just, I just nailed it. <coughs> oh, no. <coughs> Woo! Woo! You'll be able to breathe well. <laughs> Hold on a second, guys. <coughs> Keep talking while I die in the background. Yeah. So <laughs> the, this, this blends, like I said, oh, is, is a lot of people's favorite. Uh, <coughs> oh. Very nice nose. Not as sweet as the Hancocks, but you do get that vanilla in there. You get a little bit of um, 
Oh, it's good. A little bit of that oak, some caramel, yeah. Yeah, I got the caramel, the vanilla, and the oak for sure. It definitely mm -hmm. stands out. Yeah, Mike, Mike can, you, uh, can you taste the oak there? <laughs> Hold on. Can you taste imminent death. <coughs> Sorry, I just inhaled it, so it's in there. It's oh, in burns. there. Oh, you've, you've got very clean insides now. Mm -hmm. It's all clean out. Oh, that's good. <laughs> It's good. So this one to me is a little, uh, is actually quite a bit more oaky than the first one we had, especially on the finish. And the finish being that kind of like after um, effect that after you swallow, what kind of lingers in the mouth. Totally, totally. It's a lot, it, to me, it's a lot smoother than the first one is too. I agree, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, the, the mouth feel is much better. It's a little more viscous and it almost feels, I don't know, maybe oily or velvety, how you, you know, how you would want to explain that, but. Yeah. It's it, definitely an easier, an easier sip. How's this one for mm -hmm. you, Jenna? Because you had you had issues with the first one. Is this one better? It's less alcoholy. <laughs> In my yeah. unknowledgeable brown liquor uh, mm -hmm. verbiage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's you're, a smoother, you're smoother taste. It, it even, but you know what's funny though is that we actually went up in proof, so there's more alcohol in the second one than the first one. I have a feeling by the fourth one, it's going to be delicious because we'll all be drunk. Yes, you're absolutely right. You'll be feeling good and your palate will be tuned up yep. and you won't even you won't even feel the burn of the alcohol anymore. So maybe you've already said this, but maybe I missed it when I was coughing. But is this smoother because it lasts in the barrel longer? Is that what the deal is? Is it distilling longer that does this? Not necessarily. That, so both of these are, are, are single barrels, but um, it could be the warehouse. It could be where it sits in the warehouse. It all has to do with the aging process and where, where the barrels are. Weird. But um, for whatever reason, these Blantons always are generally pretty uh, smooth or they're easy to drink. They have a nice viscosity to them. Um, the uniqueness about the single barrel though is if I sent you, say, another sample of Blantons from another bottle, it may taste very similar. It'll be in the same profile, but you may pick up different notes. Huh. So that's the appeal of the single barrel. But the mash build that they do with this. So Buffalo Trace, I guess the background has two two main mash bills, mash bill one and mash bill two. Uh -huh. And so both of these bottles are from their, their mash bill two, which is a little bit higher rye, um, a little bit higher rye in the, in the, in the mash bill for the distillate. So it's still got 51% corn, um, but it's got a little bit more rye than what they call their mash bill one. Huh. However, Buffalo Trace, they won't tell us the exact recipe that all we know is that it's higher rye. Right. But um, that higher rye, you also may pick up some of those flavors like baking spices, allspice, nutmeg, cinnamon may start to come through as you keep sipping that. It's so, but, it's so it, and yeah. so when you start to say these flavors and these notes, it's not that they're putting cinnamon in it. It's not that they're putting these elements in it. It's just the only way to describe what it is that you're tasting, correct? Correct. Um, it, it's so, I guess it can be, bourbon can be so subjective because, you know, you being a foodie, you've probably tried um way more way more things than i have so when you when you taste this bourbon and you're trying to pull the flavors out or trying to think what have i tasted like that that tastes like this before you may be able to pull something out like uh this tastes like um i don't know non-red right if you eat a lot of non-red maybe that it has that kind of char uh flavor to it sure or sure. um but a lot of people i try to keep the notes fairly simple because most people have tasted cinnamon they they they've smelled oak or seen oak, so that's a that's a pretty distinct note. Um, vanilla is pretty distinct. Most people have had you know things with vanilla in it, mm -hmm. but um, some of the more 
I guess the higher the complexity is what we would call it, the more notes maybe that you can pick out right? Um, and, and the more that it changes. So um, the cool thing about bourbon is that based on what you've tasted in the past, you may pick out a note that I wouldn't pick out and I may pick out something that you wouldn't pick out. But once I tell you that I tasted, say, apples in something, and then you taste it again, you might be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can taste the apples now. It's so funny because it's almost like the power of persuasion, too, to a certain extent, right? Because Absolutely. we're all looking for we're all looking for that way to describe something. We're all looking for that connection when we have this sort of thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So what do you all think so far? Which one's been your favorite? I like the second one. I, well, you know, it just depends. Like the first one to me is a great first drink because I feel like I'm diving into bourbon and I'm getting it. It's, it's going all over my mouth. It's going all over my palate at that point, which uh-huh. I really like. Um, so I think we're doing it in pretty good order. What about you, Jeans? I'm still putting my money on number four. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as no, as as yeah, drinks, number four you know, is the same thing. Sure. <laughs> no, but two two felt smoother. Two so, is definitely yeah, smoother. Yeah, I can see why. You know, was it? Two felt smoother. Absolutely. <laughs> so the 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 next one that we're going to go to whenever whenever we get there, the E.H. Taylor single barrel. Um, kind of back to your question about how I got started into bourbon. I dabbled in some of the, like most people, Jack Daniels, Maker's Mark, some of the, um, you know, less expensive options out there. So the first big purchase I would say that I made in bourbon was an E.H. Taylor single barrel and I paid a hundred dollars for it. Wow. And I thought, you know, I mean, I was like, that's, that's a lot of, of money for, for a bottle of bourbon. And I got it home and I tried it and I was just floored. Yeah. And I thought this, this is what bourbon should be. This is, this is the experience I want. It's not that harsh ethanol that makes you cough and that burns your mouth all the way down. Yes, there's some warmth, there's some heat, but um, there's flavor there. There's something you can taste. You you start to understand um, why some of these bourbons are more expensive and how the complexity actually changes your your whole experience. Well, I think we should try this one because you're talking about yeah. it and my mouth is wondering. Jeannie, pour me a little bit more. That was supposed to be for Trent. You gave me a little wussy drink oh and there's God. barely anything in here. I gave myself too much, but there's Listen, a nice there's, a, there's an adult on the microphone. Give him don't pour, don't pour it all in there. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I, I do the same thing too with my friends. If I'm drinking with my bourbon buddies, I'm like, come on now, you you cheated me on that one. Okay, all right. So we're gonna try this one. What, what is the name of this one again? This one is a Colonel E. H. Taylor, and it's their single barrel. Okay, hold on. And what's unique about this is it's got a bottled and bond. Um, strip on there or a tag strip on there so um that is bottled bond goes way back into bourbon history and i guess to try to simplify it before bourbon had a lot of regulations or maybe really a definition um people could make bourbon out of anything mm-hmm. maybe molasses or maybe they would put flavor in it or maybe they would put tobacco spit in there or just whatever they thought to Ew, uh, tobacco to spit in there right what? Yeah, they would do all kinds of different things to try to, Hell yeah. you know, make it taste better or be different. Um, so, the Bottled and Bond Act basically said that to 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 be an official Bottled and Bond bourbon, it's got to be aged for at least four years. It's got to be stored or aged in a government warehouse, um, and then it's got to be bottled under supervision. And then they would put a, a, a tax strip on, and it has to be a hundred proof. So, four years old, hundred proof aged in that government warehouse and then supervised as it's being bottled, then they would put a tax strip across the top. Yep. And basically what they were trying to do is is to assure the the consumer on the back end that this is an act this is actually bourbon. Um, it was aged for a good amount of time and that it was, you know, bottled correctly. So 
Um, I've, I've seen that before too. They do that with wine too. Like Italian wines have like a very specific seals on them. I, I think it's like the DOCC or something like that is what they call it. Where like you have to pass a certain inspections to get there. Like you have to be using the water from that territory. You have to be using the soil from that territory. Like it's uh it's very regulated so that you know that when you're purchasing it that you're getting the cleanest of materials and the stuff that comes from that source, you know? Yeah, it's kind of like champagne, right? So real champagne can only come from, from champagne. Uh, mm -hmm. So cool, man. So we're going to try this. Hold on. Let's see what we think. Yeah. I'd say this one is definitely my favorite. Yeah. This one's yeah. really good. Super smooth. It's Oh, it's this got one? like a... It's got like a mm -hmm. spiky little back end too mm -hmm. that sort of runs but down your tongue. But it feels purposeful. Like every every like the sweetness goes to a certain spot. The like what I would consider bitterness of bourbon goes to a certain spot. That's not overbearing like the first one, in my opinion. Mm. Right. Yeah. That, so a lot of that bitterness can come from from the oak. Sometimes you'll get like a, a little bit of bitterness from the oak. But so this one on the nose to me is a little more fruity. It's a little more bright. Yeah. So I don't know if you would call it like red fruit or white fruit, but it's some kind of like light sweet fruit. Yeah, totally. Thinking of like Bambi, Disney, I have like little deers running across the forest right now. <laughs> exactly. I think Gina's starting to go to a magical place. There's only been, there's only been three of these. This is like the most brown liquor I've had in years. <laughs> you're going to be hooked, Gina. After this, you're going to be like, I'm, I'm on the bourbon trail. I'm hunting it now. I'll be calling you for help on where to go after you love bourbon too much. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have some meetings after this. Absolutely. I, need, um, I think I need to be in a support group for one of the things that I can't get. Well, and I just want to bring this back to the listeners of the show. So one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show, one of the reasons why I wanted to do this is because we're playing with our senses here. And as we describe all these things that it smells like and tastes like, this is what's fascinating about bourbons to me is that you're buying something and you're getting... This isn't... You're not going out with your college friends. It's like, let's get some shots, man. And then you're just pounding these things back. You're literally going on a sense like a sensory journey with this stuff where it's like what am i tasting what is this going from and then it's fascinating to hear how the the architects of this create this sort of thing where it comes down to the different barrels and, and jesus man where the barrels are stored and what portion of the room changes the taste that much yeah. that's crazy yeah. It's yeah, it is crazy, but it's it's such a it's it's an art. It, it truly is an art because you have people who have done this for for years and years and years and years, and they you know they live and breathe bourbon up in in Kentucky, mm -hmm. and it's it's amazing how a, a distillate that's so similar. You know, it's got to everyone has to be like I said at least fifty one percent corn to be bourbon, but the ones that we've tasted, none of them have tasted identical considering that the two of them were from the exact same mash bill. Yeah. So they, the, their, the original distillate was the same. Um, and then all four of these are actually from the same distillery. So we've already gone on that sensory journey. Like you were talking about just in the first three pours that we've had. Yeah, dude, it's, it's awesome, man. I'm really enjoying this and I appreciate you being on the show and talking to yeah, us. This about is wonderful. This I love hearing. Yeah, thank you for having me. Okay, where are we going next? Where is the journey taking us next? Okay, so the, the next one that we're going to is the Weller, um, the old, so it's a Weller bourbon, uh, old Weller Antique 107, and the 107 is because it's 107 proof. So we went from 88.9 to 93 to 100, and mm -hmm. then we're going to 107. So, so when, you say, when you say, okay, so here's a uh -huh. dumbass question that I have for you. One would think that 100% proof would be 100% proof. Like, why does it go over 100%? 
Right, good question. So your proof, uh, generally you, you, you cut it in half and, and that half mark is how much alcohol is actually in the mixture. So oh, if it's 100 proof, it's 50% alcohol by volume. Got it. So yeah, the high, a lot of, some of the bourbons that I enjoy the most, but I've done this for Haller up around the 120, 130 mark. So those are really hot and it's hard to just jump right into those. Yeah. And the, the, same, the way that we sampled these was, was kind of on purpose because I wanted you to have that sensory experience, but I didn't, if I, I felt like if I gave you all 107 proof right off the bat, that it would be too hot. <laughs> then your palate would get burnt up and then you would have almost palate fatigue. Yeah, and see, you wouldn't be able to taste the rest of the stuff. At that point, you're Michael Baying it. Like, you start the movie right. with all the explosions <laughs> and shit, and then you're, like, five minutes in, and you're exhausted. No, I get it. I get, I get exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, I get it. Um, this, so th- this bourbon is special. This, uh, If you ever see a, a, a Willer bourbon that's got a, a, a maroon red label, mm-hmm. um, that, that's what we're drinking. And here's what's different about this one is that it's, it's a wheated bourbon. So in that mash bill of that corn and that rye mm-hmm. and some malted barley, there is some wheat there as well. Uh, and the, yeah, but right. the wheat, a lot of people love wheated bourbons because it's, it's nice and rounded. So I think when you try this, you're going to really enjoy it. All right. I'm going to try it right now. Hold on. Yeah. Smooth as a baby's bottom, uh-huh. <laughs> but it's got that, it's got that, it's got that breath afterwards where it's like taste the oak. A little bit spicy, but a little bit of alcohol yeah. in there. I could tell that this is more alcohol. Right. Oh, it's it's, a, the, it's really it has like a nice cherry note to it. Almost yeah. like a cherry pie filling almost. Mm-hmm. And it's got that spice on the back end, a little bit of oak and vanilla like you were talking about. Mm. Oh, it's very t- man, it's been a while since I've had a good bourbon. Well, mm-hmm. We really haven't been drinking since we got in quarantine because we haven't been going out to oh. bars. Same. Same, says Liam in the back. <laughs> okay, so for those of you at home listening, Liam is now in, uh, you're, you're in, are you in New York right now? Where are you, Liam? I'm in uh, PA hanging out, but I'm looking to be moving to New York in like the next month or so. Okay, so he's, he's on, he's on East Coast right now and Liam is not joining us in the bourbon. So this must be incredibly fascinating for you, Liam. <laughs> you must feel like a listener right now. <laughs> Oh, it's it's riveting stuff, but also because I've been sober for so long, I'm like, ah, I remember these. <laughs> right. But I di- I did actually work at a place where I had to sell bourbon um, mm-hmm. to to uh, customers, and so like this is all coming back, and I'm like, I I'm I'm right back home, so this is nice to hear. Yeah, That's were awesome. you a, were you a bourbon fan, Liam, when when you were doing that stuff? Oh God, yeah, 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 yeah. We drank a lot of bourbon, a lot of whiskey. Um, and then you know, I was I was a big beer drinker, but it was always a beer and a bourbon. Yeah, no, because when you're younger, when I was younger, I would start. You know, you drink some of the shit, right? Because you really can't afford anything, and so then you get into the marketplace, you have that crap. And then I started with the whiskeys, and the whiskeys are pretty good. And then I was introduced to uh, the bourbon, and I was also introduced to New York. Mm, I love scotch. I love scotch. <laughs> scotch is got scotch. Here it goes down, down into my belly. Mm. Yeah, so scotch as well. But my mom's a big scotch fan. She likes scotch on the rocks, but I'm a bourbon guy. I think uh-huh. bourbon just tends to be a bit sweeter. It just feels a bit more refined, you know? Yeah, I agree. And you know, the, the thing that's – one of the things that's so unique about bourbon is that um, it's the only official American spirit. Right? Oh, right. So that, that's, that's our claim to fame is, is bourbon to a certain extent because that's the only alcohol that was originally made here. And that's Kentucky, right? That's where it started? Yeah, Kentucky. 
Absolutely. Kentucky, Tennessee line. Um, Kentucky, so Kentucky bourbon, they, they've got really nice limestone water up there, mm-hmm. um, which helps with, uh, you know, with, with the whole process of making bourbon. But yeah, Kentucky is, if you ever get a chance to go visit the distilleries and take a tour with their master distillers and their tour guides and let them walk you through a tasting process, it's incredible. Um, it's so it's so cool man it's like it's for me it's like liquid barbecue almost you know what i mean because like barbecue is the other like american born cuisine Mm -hmm. and it feels like they go hand in hand obviously but uh uh, i love it man i absolutely love it and and look i just want to say because we ought to schedule for today so i'm gonna have to cut Mm -hmm. us off short soon but i just wanted to say thank you so much for sending us the samples for giving us this walkthrough Thank you very much. Yeah, it's yeah, wonderful. Thank you for the experience. Yeah, thank you all for, uh, for trying them out, and I hope that you liked them. So would you say the, was the fourth one your all's favorite? I really love the fourth one. Which, okay, so the, the, the real question, because a lot of people at home mm-hmm. are probably afraid of bourbon. So, Gina, what is your favorite? I'd say number three was my mm. favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I concur. I'd say the three and then the four. The four four mm-hmm. had some really nice flavor to it, but I think three was the smoothest. Yeah. And so what was the, what was the name of three again? Three was the uh, was the E. H. Taylor single barrel, and uh, like I said before, that's the one that got me hooked. That is the one that made me love bourbon. Yeah, wow, yeah. dude, I dude, I, I I loved the fact that we were able to do this. I like being able to sit down. Gina will tell you obnoxiously so that I like stories behind food. I like mm-hmm. being involved with people that make that sort of thing and people that appreciate that sort of thing. And for for folks that are listening to the show that want to know more about what you guys do, want to know more about bourbons, where should they follow you guys? Yeah, perfect. So if uh, on Instagram is, is pretty much our main platform. It's the underscore brothers underscore bourbon. And uh, please feel free to, to send us a message. And I always reply if you tag me in photos. If you send me a message, I'll always reply to you and you know try to lead you in the, in the right direction. And your handwritten note with these, this cute packaging was really adorable and I, I appreciate oh, the dedication that went into that. Uh, well, thank you very much. I was, you know, really excited to send it out because, honestly, the, the, the best part about bourbon for me or, or about food or anything that you're passionate about, my, my personal take is that if you have it and someone else doesn't or they mm-hmm. haven't experienced it yet, that you need to share it with them. Yes. And let them see why it appeals to you. So that it, this is my most favorite thing in the world is to share bourbon with other people and talk to them about it. Okay, man. Well, look, I just want to say again, thanks for being on the show. Really appreciate it, man. And uh, we're going to let you go. And I'm going to take a break right now. And Mike's playing some music. So we're just going to crank this up and we're going to go from there. So thanks a lot, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, sir. See y'all. Thank you. Bye. Right, so uh, that was a little strange little trip that we went on. We normally don't do that sort of thing on the show, but I wanted to get 
someone on that talked about bourbon because we're going to be partying today in today's episode. Uh, Liam, we talked about this before. We're coasting now. Yeah. <laughs> Cruising altitude. <laughs> Gina's glazing. Uh, Liam, we talked about, I don't know if we're going to get it done in time for the show, but you, you're putting together a, a drinking contest for the show, right? Uh, yes, that is true. So what's the deal? Uh, the deal is I am working on it as we speak. Uh-huh. You, guys keep, uh, <laughs> you keep reminding me of shit that I haven't written down here. So the idea is like, you know, a lot of people were talking about uh, there's like in love with the process drinking game um, where Mike mentions something and uh, everybody's got to drink, specifically your uh, cinematographer, David Crudo. Oh, like every time I mention the crew dog and uh, I've had a bunch of fans write to me and go, there should be a drinking game around every time you mention Crudo. <laughs> your I lover, that great. other lover. And then I realized, oop, what was that? No, keep going. Okay. I realized uh, you don't just say, you know, David Cruda every fucking episode. You say a lot of shit every fucking episode. Do I? Really? Yeah. What, so what are some I've, of- got, I've got a list. Like It's incomplete right now, but I've got a pretty hefty amount done. Okay. <laughs> He's got a tally of all the words that you use in all the shows. Mm-hmm. What do we yeah. got? So uh, the first one is the. Uh, I'm basically looking at it like a bingo board. So my goal <laughs> is to get 25 of these. <laughs> and uh, I'm at 22 right now. Mm-hmm. So the first one is the free space, which is put on your noise canceling headphones. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. I feel right? I'm confident about space. that one. That feel good about that one. Okay. The next one is the fan favorite, my DP, David Cruda. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I promote uh, that motherfucker way too much. I think I think season three, no more Cruda. He's out. Okay, keep going. You got to get a good DP next <laughs> yeah. season. <laughs> Next one is uh, message me to see who's there. <laughs> what is this? So again, what, what, what is it? I message, cl- message me to see who's there? What is this? Yeah, I want to clarify the rules of this because I'm talking to three people who just slammed back a bunch of fucking bourbon. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So these are, if Mike says message me to see who's there, you put the bingo chip, right? It's a bingo board. Uh, so Liam, like, I just uh, want to let you know I'm fully on board with everything you've said so far. So <laughs> Okay. <laughs> The next one is Mike saying his love for barbecue. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's true. I stand uh, behind that one. I'm, I'm fine with that one. Uh, the next one is anytime Mike says, oh, I'm forgetting their name, but we had this person on the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's like you going, uh, let me get back to you on that one. Uh, I guess. Okay. That's great. Oh. Oh. Okay. I might have to write that one in there. <laughs> uh, the next one is talking about East Coast mentality. <laughs> oh. Uh huh. That's true. I stand by. Fuck that. I stand behind that one. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. The next one is is in the same vein, which is I'm from Boston. Anytime you say the words, you know, I'm from Boston. (laughs) That's uh, which which probably happens every single show. Uh, this one, the next one, I actually was listening to a bunch of older episodes to see if I had missed any of uh any of these go tos, Mm -hmm. and I did. You were talking about how a film smells. Mm Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> I realized you talk about how a film smells more often than I've ever heard anybody talk about how a film smells. This because I'm the only one that says that shit. I feel like we should have a T-shirt that says "This film smells great." <laughs> That's actually a pretty good T-shirt. You know what I mean? Because it, it's true, dude. And I've explained it on every show, so you can go back and listen to it. But yeah, I, I firmly stand behind that. A film smells a certain way; it smells good. You know. The the, the next one I have, you actually already did this episode. Mike insults the audience. <laughs> 
That's true, because I have nothing but contempt and love for you guys. It's a mix. It's this weird bourbon mix of contempt and love. Love-hate relationship. It's yeah. a love-hate relationship. Oh, Gina's burping. It's the girl I love right there. Okay, what else we got? All right. Uh, hearing the words, I don't know how we got on that tangent, which I think we have a fucking soundbite for. Uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. That one transfers over into real life as well. I don't know if I have. <laughs> I don't know if I have that on here. I don't want to be negative about it. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I don't think I have that one on here. Uh, a guest mentions the title of the show, which I always love. Oh, I love when that happens. <laughs> I do too, because I'm always chuckling and I'm trying not to laugh on mic because it'll make them feel awkward. But when they're just like, you know, and this is what it feels like when you're in love with the process, and I'm like, yeah, I see what you're doing. I get it. I get what you're doing. It's even better when they miss. Yeah, it's it's even better when they screw up the title. <laughs> Why? What are they screwed up with? Because we've had a couple. No, we've had a couple episodes where they're just like, you know, I'm really loving the. Uh, I'm really in love with the, uh, uh, the flow, or I'm really, you know, I really love. Like, I like the process. You know, it's like, oh, I really like the process. It's like it's almost there, but it's not quite. I love those, and they're really confident about it every time they screw it up. <laughs> Like me when I said Todd meeting Dick, even though his first name is Jason. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I wasn't going to correct you because I'm your friend. I don't think it's okay if you sound That's like right. an idiot in front of a lot of people. I think it's fine. <laughs> I can't prove any of this. <laughs> now, there's, there's a sound bite that works perfectly for that one, which is uh, I'm proud of you. Oh, this one. Really proud of you. There it is. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Really proud of you. <laughs> yep. All right. Is there what else we got? Where are we at? Oh, I'm, dude, I'm halfway through the fucking list. Uh, you, uh, Mike mispronounces a name or title. That's uh, every fucking episode. That's always a good one. And you know what? While we're I'm talking sorry. about this, I'm going to be completely transparent. I have this fear. Whenever I do a show, and you'll hear me. So when you guys listen to the when I do the intros for the show, or if I introduce somebody on the show, I have this fear that I'm going to pronounce their, their name wrong. And what I do beforehand is I usually write it out. I'll write it out the way it's pronounced, and I'll have it there in front of me. But it doesn't fucking make a difference. I will consistently pronounce someone's last name wrong because it's just a stupid fear of mine. It's really dumb, but you can hear me do it on every episode. (laughs) Don't laugh at me, you fucking asshole. Really proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, where else we go? Mike mentions how his films are going. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nowhere, Which yeah. Is, you know, every, totally day, every week, yeah. Nowhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liam says hello. All the time. Yep. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the my, next one is- my producer is also on here. Liam, do you want to say hello? Uh, hello? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you're, your audience is going to be absolutely belligerent listening to your show. They yeah, exactly, play just a hammer. <laughs> I've yeah. done way too many mushrooms, but I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> That one's good. Um, okay, where else are we going? Uh, Liam says literally anything but hello. Which is silence? <laughs> no, if, if I, like for this one, this I've said literally something else. So it, it doesn't matter if I say anything other than the word hello. Because there have been five episodes where you're like, I'm also with Liam. Liam say hello. Hello. And then that's it. You don't hear him from me for the rest of the episode. <laughs> that's very true. So a lot of people don't realize what happens is, especially now that you're remote and you're not local, so I don't see you in the same space, I'll get on an interview with somebody who's like aggressively in, like the chef that we did. What's his name? Um, 
Drink. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drink. Exactly. <laughs> but, now try also try to try to remember the name because we might get two out of these. <laughs> but uh, you know, he jumped on and he was full fucking throttle. And so, like, I had to keep up with the motherfucker. And one of the things about hosting a show is that you still have to guide the show. And so some people, I think it's whether it's nervousness or whether it's just their ego, they'll just jump right in and go, boom, this is what I want to do. And they start talking like that. So I'm trying to manage them. And I forget the Liam's, <laughs> Liam's on the fucking line. And I always get to the end of the episode, and I'm like wiping sweat off my brow. And I go, oh, Liam, sorry, we didn't, we didn't even say hi to you. <laughs> No, you know, my favorite parts of those is when you go through the entire recording mm -hmm. uh, and then you end it, the person leaves, and then you go, oh, I never introduced you. <laughs> and this has been to some of my favorite guests on the show. I'm like, I have listened to them talk, but they never even knew I was there. That's always fun. Scumbag move. It's totally, <laughs> totally. I can't prove any of this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yep. where, where else are we going? Uh, I just did a bunch of Liam ones because I was like, oh, right, this, I'm, I'm also part of this. So yeah. Liam isn't allowed to talk about something, which happened a lot during the, uh, the self-quarantine miniseries. Very, very true. As soon as we start getting into politics, I don't want to be negative about it. Yeah, that was a big yeah. part. Yeah, that was a big yep. part of it. Mm -hmm. And then I think this is the last Liam one I have, which is when you say, you know, before Liam worked on the show, he was a fan. I feel like anybody who has listened to any of the episodes since I've top on knows that I was a fan before I joined the show. <laughs> and then after the show, not so much. Really proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> I am so going down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories. Mm. I love Rick. Ah, man. I wonder if we can get him on today's episode. I think he texted I have, me. I believe in this. I believe that this could happen. Let me see here. Hold on. Just give me like a 10 minutes head up. How about now? I'll keep... <laughs> I'm writing. I'm texting to him right now. Let's see if we can get him. How about now? I'm Let's going on the uh, the next one. The next one is apparently Glendale is the best place on earth. <laughs> is this really on our fucking thing? Have we really talked about up Glendale wow. that much? Really, dude? You talked about it fucking today, man. Every fucking time you mention, oh, you know, I moved to Glendale and it's great here. Oh, I fucking love Glendale. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> and we had the episode with uh, uh, Ted Sim. And you guys literally just gushed about Glendale for 15 straight minutes. Oh, man. Apparently, this is what the show's about. The show is about <laughs> knocking, knocking Mike off his fucking pedestal. You know, I get it. Episode 100. It's just kicking me in the dick all Epis the whole show. Episode whole show. 100. I appreciate it. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Look, if you got any positives to add to this list, like, by all means, most of these are just, oh, shit, there it is. That's funny. I 100% completely understand. <laughs> you know, that's the other thing. You can use sound bites. Every time he hits one of these sound bites, and you know how he's got a big fat trigger finger. <laughs> it's very people, people will be yeah. absolutely belligerent by the end of the show. Exactly. Every time on this show, every time someone, every time I, I quote Kim, you guys need to drink. It's very important. And, you know, it's important that you guys uh, look. If you have an alcohol problem, we're not condoning that you go to that. So grab a juice, grab a fucking tea, grab whatever it is that you're going to drink at the same time. But those of you who don't have an alcohol problem, guess what time it is right now? She's ruined my life. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Guess what we're going to do? Here we go. 
It oh, is time. Horrible. Yo, Rick. Yo. It's Mike. How's it going? You're on, you're on the Happy show, 100. brother. Yeah. What up, Rick? Gina's on. What's up? What's going How's on? It going? What's going on, dude? What's new? Uh, not too much. Just uh, about to picture lock a little short film I made out in Lancaster last week. And, you know, just been having fun with that. Oh, my God. You're shooting something? No fucking way. Uh, this yeah. motherfucker shoots more shit than anybody I know consistently. Whoa, language. <laughs> 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 consistently putting out material. I'm excited to see your new stuff, dude. Yeah, it's, uh, it's cool. It's a little bit longer. Uh, as opposed to one minute, it's three minutes. So Whoa. you know, moving up, moving, moving up. up the world. Yeah, was this the one that uh, you went and shot where they shot seven? Yeah, yeah, it's awesome, awesome location out in the uh, right in the middle of Lancaster, so uh, which cool. is like eighty miles uh, north mm-hmm. of LA. Yeah, so cool. And that was you and Chris, yeah. right? Chris Candy was in it. Yeah, right? just uh, just Chris and I, and uh, <laughs> that was it. The tripod. Uh, stand for uh you know proper audio and yeah we just you know wireless monitor didn't have any crew well i guess i was the crew but yeah we just kept it kept it small <laughs> you know? dude like yeah, you continue good. you continue to inspire me with oh, the, with the level and the speed that you do shit man it's just fucking inspiring i've been getting really uh just very acclimated for not having a crew because of COVID and now like you know it's gonna be hard working on a set and collaborating with people <laughs> you know I'm just, but it's, uh it's very true yeah you gotta you gotta relearn your social skills because now you know become... exactly you gotta learn how to talk to people you know <laughs> yeah. you've now become a hermit that lives up in the mountain that just comes it's, down uh, and it's like uh you know filmmaking uh it's as if I don't know I'm trying to come up with something that sounds fun but you know they always say like on a film set you collaborative effort whereas painting a, a picture is uh you know you, you don't need a club you don't have to work with all the people i think that's wrong i think you can make a movie without working with anyone you can be a hermit <laughs> <It's> possible <laughs> you're just like a prickly little pair at this point where you're just yeah, like exactly. i can do it myself get the fuck out of here <laughs> i know your job get away from me <laughs> Uh, but dude, look, no, but. I just want to say, you know, just calling you in, like, uh, once we had you on the show, you and I really sort of bonded, and I'm really excited yeah. about our relationship. I'm pumped about being friends with you, brother. And then, yeah, man, um, make I, out. You want to? <laughs> we could do some long term kissing. And dude, I have you on the board. I have. I am so going down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories. You don't even want to get me started right now, right? <laughs> Was that me? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Did you sign a release on that, or are you going to sue? <laughs> I go back and I like people tell me things I say or that I wrote, and then I'm like, no way. And then I'm like, yeah, this is who you are. I'm like, oh man, I have no filter. How about this one? I've done way too many mushrooms, but I feel like. <laughs> oh my. Some people believe that when you die, you'll just, you'll go into this, uh, you'll, you'll be reborn in the same body, but you'll be observing your life this time. You won't have any control over it. Uh And, uh, I often wonder, did I already die? You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no one's told you, but you're actually a big fat raccoon. So when you were on the yeah, show, exactly, you came and saw it. So, um, uh, what else are you up to, man? So you just finished doing this thing, and then uh, uh, yeah, just uh, finished doing this thing. I've been um, things are slowly coming back to normal. Uh, I've been hitting on a couple of jobs, uh, commercial jobs. Uh, in the past and just kind of waiting for things to pop off. Uh, what else have I been up to? I've been, uh, you know, my girlfriend Hillary and I have been quarantining all week. Um, so she can go and spend some time with her, her little nephew over the weekend. So her sister wanted to be safe. So that's given me time to kind of hunker down and edit. Um, I'm writing a couple of things that could potentially turn into bigger things, but still kind of in its infancy. I've been getting even more into espresso. Oh my uh, God, that's right. I fucking forgot. Yeah. So you have gone down the hole. You have oh, gone yeah. down deep into the espresso hole. The money hole. Yeah, it's expensive <laughs> hobby um, to get the right kind of gear. But yeah, I uh, I got like a, a legit like Italian dual boiler machine and I weigh out my dose every morning and I make cappuccinos and it's been, yeah, I've been, I'm hopped up right now. I've been enjoying it. I really like it. It's, it's, uh, it reminds me of working in the camera department. It's very similar to like getting a shot. Like literally you're pulling a shot, you know? Um, right, right. And, uh, yeah, I'm actually going to do a sketch with the new machine next week or uh, there's all these people that I've, I've been going down the rabbit hole of espresso lovers and they make these videos where it's like it's called like my morning routine and it's like them like you know preparing and pulling a shot of espresso and uh it's i watched them because i'm a nerd and i don't have a life anymore and uh <laughs> i was thinking it would be fun to do like a tutorial video where i i'm teaching you how to make uh i'm gonna give it away on your show but i'm teaching you how to make the upside down morning latte and it's very like straightforward. I show you how to frost the milk. I show you how to pull the shot. Uh-huh. It'll be like shot beautifully, like very kind of, you know, Martha Stewart teaching you how to bake something. Uh-huh. And then at the end, I bring the shot into the bathroom. I pull down my pants. I sit on my back. I stick a funnel in my ass and I pour the cappuccino into my asshole. <laughs> what? <laughs> it sounds awesome. Yeah. That's what I'm working on right now. Uh, <laughs> so he's like on eBay buying funnels. Like, what specific funnel will oh, fit I have in my a funnel? Bag? Yeah, <laughs> it's all gonna be in flight. It's uh, that's right. Yeah, uh, I'm incredibly bored, Mike. That's okay? definitely a new soundbite right there. Oh, trans on with us too. What'd you say, Mike? I said that's definitely a soundbite right there. Yeah, totally is a soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This whole episode is a treasure trove. <laughs> so oh, I met with a uh, few of my buddies. We're doing a sketch. Uh, this is incredibly stupid. Um, it's uh, going to be a short comedy sketch. It's called OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. And it's about a guy who goes on the internet and he uh, looks up like photos of different types of fans. It gets them off. Like actual fans. Like oscillating fans. <laughs> it's an allegory for, uh, you know, an incel uh, type character who's... Uh, breaking the law but is he though because it's only fan <laughs> oh. <laughs> ridiculous well speaking of my favorite conspiracy theorist 
Have you okay. have you watched? Uh, did you watch that doc on Netflix, the uh, social the social dilemma? Yes, yes, I did. What'd you think? What'd you think? Um, you know, halfway through it, I was like, "This is a really interesting doc. It's stating things that you know we already know." But like everyone that they're interviewing in that doc is responsible for creating the problem. Exactly. And you know, they, they always make these statements like, you know, when we were developing it, we were just trying to bring people together. I'm like, no, you weren't. You were trying to get a paycheck. Yeah. And yes, yes. Yeah. It's like, it, it was, a, it's as if like they interviewed a bunch of serial killers and they were kind of uh, distancing themselves from the crimes they committed. And yeah, I just thought, and then plus it's on Netflix, which is already part of the problem with the algorithms and how they curate content. Totally. And uh, yeah, it, it didn't really offer any, it offered like this stupid fantasy solution, you know, where everything gets destroyed. They don't talk about how. You know, I would have really enjoyed it if at the end of the documentary, everyone that they interviewed just hurry carried themselves, you know, <laughs> sacrificed themselves for the sake of humanity. They said, I am so sorry. And then he cut to the next guy. And he's like, I am so sorry. And then they just stab themselves with a giant samurai sword. That would have been awesome. Look, would have won best picture. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I completely agree with you guys, but I also think it's important that the thing is out there because it is made in such a way where it's entertaining for the folks that are addicted. So when you're watching this yeah. thing, you're sort of like, oh, really? This is fucking... And when they did the whole reenactment thing where they had the actors acting the thing out in the yeah. beginning, I was kind of like, ugh. But then yeah. halfway through, I'm like, yeah, but this is the way that it's going to fucking connect translate. with the people. It's going to translate to these fucking yeah. folks. So you sit yeah. there and like... I mean, yeah. I don't think it's going to solve anything. I mean, because I was checking my phone while watching the damn documentary. <laughs> No, you know, it's totally true. Like, oh yeah, fascinating. I finished watching it, and then I got on my phone to text Gino. I'm like, watch this fucking doc. Like, I was yeah, just yeah. like, instant. The best is seeing people like post that documentary on Instagram and uh, <laughs> or on Facebook, and they're like, get off your phone and watch this. I'm like, what? <laughs> We're doomed. We're done, dude. It's like. I keep making this reference, but I feel like we're all in the opium den. And I'm in the opium den with everybody else, and every once in a while I wake up and I go, oh my god, we're in an opium den, and then I just yeah. go back to fucking sleep again. Like, oh yeah, it's bad. I mean, we'll wake up 30 years from now and be like, wow, it's going to be equivalent to how they used to you know, put heroin in cough syrup, you know, and they thought that was good back in the day. Yeah, dude, wow. I mean, it's gonna, I keep referencing the cigarette company. It's the same fucking yeah. deal, yeah, dude. Yeah, it is. It is. It's the same yeah, fucking definitely. deal. And as you as you watch this piece, for those of you who don't know, you should probably go check it out, Social Dilemma. But there's a bunch of other documentaries out there that are very much like this. And I was concerned, Rick, honestly, because I have been touting this on the show, and Liam can back me up on this. I've been touting this fucking dopamine addiction on the show so that when I watched this piece, it was hitting all my fucking nerves. I'm sitting here on the couch yeah. and I'm like, yes, 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 yes. And then I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute. Because I remember hearing that Netflix was going to do this. I actually had to call other people up and go, is it is the edit the same for you? Because they're hitting all my nerves the right fucking oh, weird. way. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. Like, is that's the... Weird. Yeah. And that's fucking scary. But there was a whole thing at one point with Netflix where they were going to change edits for specific individuals. Well, that's terrifying. Isn't that crazy, dude? And it's... That's, that's going to be a reality, for sure. Yeah. And for the people at home that are like... Oh, that's kind of bullshit. Fuck you. It's not bullshit. Yeah. This is the level yeah. that they go 
to keep you inv involved. This is the level that they go to keep you interested with this stuff. Capture your attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. So make sure you have your tinfoil hats on, people. <laughs> oh, yeah, you put them on. I invested in a, uh, a cryptocurrency like called the uh, Basic Attention Token. What is it? And this? it's developed by uh, the guy who developed the Brave, Brave Browser, which is basically like, Yo, if you're going to be watching ads and giving your attention, you should be rewarded for it. Like, you should get paid. So if you use the Brave browser and you choose to watch ads, you get a small, you know, bit of this basic attention token for, like, however many hours you uh, you consume, which I, I guess is, like, a noble cause, but I can see that being corrupted in the future. And uh, there's a Black Mirror episode, I think, where he's, like, riding a bike. He's got to keep riding it in order to um, to exist. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm totally butchering that plot but you know great show <laughs> uh, that's fucking wacky man of course of course you got something like that Rick. I appreciate that <laughs> uh, so yeah no like when I watched that piece I was thinking about you because I knew that you and I could get off yeah. on a fucking tangent on that fucking thing oh yeah yeah that was um, yeah it was very Pressing and enlightening all at the same time, and also I know that they sold it at Sundance. So that's where it got purchased by uh, I don't know if Netflix outright purchased it, but it was a Sundance film. But it felt like I feel like they went and reshot and updated some material because there were things that were very relevant, like when they were showing the protest, yeah, and uh, showing that divided kind of you know politics of both sides hammering each other yeah now and look for those of you guys listening that are like okay this is the section of the show where the guys get a little crazy this stuff exists man like this is this is what they do and for for a half second just imagine a world which is the real world where people yeah. have these giant 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 companies and they sit around and, and one of the things that I thought was fascinating about the doc was how each and every one of these people that started everything, the guy that created the fucking like button, they all went yeah. to this uh, psychological class, to the same class where they were teaching them how to use uh, insecurities, how to use psychological effects to their benefit yeah. to make money. These places do Classic, this shit. Uh, advertisement, you know. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, Bernays. The Bernays, Bernays model. But, uh, I mean, the guy, I believe that uh, the co-founder, one of the co-founders of Netflix is related to uh, Edward Bernays, who um, was related <laughs> to Sigmund Freud, who knows how to tap into the human psychology in order for us to consume. And, but, and, yeah, yeah, dude, totally, totally. And then, like joking aside, you have to ask yourself a question. When you wake up in the morning, what do you do first? Do you go take a piss or do you pick up your phone? Oh, yeah. I mean, I just piss in the bed and then... <laughs> <laughs> he just lets it go. <laughs> yeah. I wake up, I have a nice piss in my bed, and then I use my phone to find new mattresses. I just replace the mattress every day. It's uh, efficient. Well, before before you, before you go, Rick, uh, I think we were just joined by Crew Dog. Crew Dog, you in? Crew Dog. I am. What did I just oh, walk wow. into? <laughs> yeah. We're talking about pit. <laughs> it sounds like it. Damn, Welcome it's to already just started. Show. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's getting crazy in here. Welcome to the fucking madness, Crew Dog. 
Nice. Uh, who is that? Is that Rick Darge? Yeah, me. Oh, what's up, Rick man? Darge. How are you? Good, man. How are you, How you doing? <laughs> Good. I, uh, I'd love to hear some more about your piss. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can privately talk about that. <laughs> sidebar, sidebar after the show. Yeah. Sidebar that, yeah. We were just we were we were going through our conspiracy theory of the episode, a little conspiracy theory segment, uh, and then prior to that, which you don't, which we didn't tell you, Rick, we had. This is why I'm going to fucking have so much trouble speaking my way through the rest of this episode. We had a bourbon guy in the episode. And we just did a bourbon testing or tasting on the show. Oh, really? <laughs> it's yes. fucked. It's fucked. Yeah. So we're all fucking trans here. Gina's here. Say hello, Gina. What up? What up? Hey, Gina. Gina, you're back. Back. She's back from Utah. How was your Mormon trip? Enlightening. <laughs> Lots of polygamy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Liam's also on. Say hello, Liam. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Everyone drink. Yeah, exactly. Hi, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hi, Liam. Hi, Gina. Hi. Really proud of you. What's there up? he is. There's his, there's his loop. <laughs> really proud of you. And then I just want to I just want to say to both Rick and uh, Kruda, I want to welcome you to episode one hundred. Oh my God! You you're gonna have one of those stupid boards that the radio DJs have that it, that do some kind of voice and like a fart and like a whistle. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is that you're talking about. She's ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah. this episode feels like a 50s movie where the guy is being waterboarded with his hands tied behind his back with headphones on at full volume I 100% completely understand <laughs> I've made a huge mistake I don't want these so yeah, that's what's going on. But before I get into Weird. stuff with you, Crew Dog, I just wanted to say, Rick, thanks for being on the show. We're gonna let you go because, uh, yeah. But look, man, I thanks appreciate you. you being on the episode, and I appreciate our friendship at this point. And then I hope you're gonna be oh, back yeah, on man. the show as we continue. Mike into- wants to remind you as quickly as he'll let you on, he will kick you off. That's Don't right. you forget that. <laughs> oh no, it's all good. Happy, uh, happy 100. I'm glad to be a part of it. And, uh, yeah, keep trucking. I'll see you on number 200. Well, I'll see you before that. <laughs> All right. All right, dude. Bye, I'll, Rick. I'll see Bye, you guys. later. And thanks for being Thanks for being on. Thank you, So, Kruda, welcome to the show. Oh, God, what have I got myself Oh, man, we're just hanging out. We're chilling. We just did a, we did a big bourbon uh, tasting test. What do we do? What do we taste for bourbons? Because Cruda likes bourbon. What do we try, Gina? I do like bourbon. The Weller. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, Blantoons, which is the horse one. <laughs> <laughs> the EHT single barrel. Okay. And the Hancock's Reserve. New York. Mm, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Mm. Yeah, yeah. This is what we've been doing. We're fucking... I'm feeling it right now. He's lit. I would imagine that Crudo loves bourbon. (laughs) I do. I do. How'd you like the bourbon I sent you for your birthday? Oh, it's good. You've not opened it yet. No, I've had that bourbon before. Basil Hayden's? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've had Basil Hayden's before. We have. Oh, it's good. Good, good. 
I'm a fan of it. I'm a huge fan of it. The only reason it hasn't been open is that we kind of, because we got into quarantine and quarantine is so fucking depressing, we kind of hit a point where we really weren't drinking heavy shit around yeah. here. Yeah. This was the first, this is the first day that I've actually had, <coughs> oh, excuse me, I just threw up my mouth, everybody. Uh, this is the first day that we've had brown whiskey or brown, brown whiskey. It's the first day we've brown had brown whiskey. Brown fucking whiskey. <laughs> since, we've, <laughs> since we've had brown water on the, on, uh, in the quarantine. And during the quarantine, hoop water. Yeah, mm. you know, normally I'm there for the green whiskey, but <laughs> today we went with brown. <laughs> yeah, Liam, stop it. Really now, proud of you. Considering that this you're doing this now, are you, are you thinking it's a good idea? Is yeah. it is it working out? Yeah, it's working out. It's working really good. Okay, it's working really good right now. For like a couple <laughs> hours from now, <laughs> Full, fully lubed, fully lubed. I don't want to be negative about it. <laughs> uh, but uh, Oh, yeah, Critter, you're not going to know what's a soundboard and what isn't, so yeah, welcome exactly. to hell. <laughs> I'm, I'm already confused. Don't worry. <laughs> and then Mike's here. Mike's actually playing. Play us some shit, Mike. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's Mike's up, Mike? Scared. How are you? What's up? Uh, hold on. Ready? I'm going to play some shit. Mm-hmm. There we go. No, it's not. We're waiting. <laughs> But uh, yeah, dude, we're excited to have you. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Dude can play at this game. Did <laughs> Hold on, hold on. As Mike's playing some shit, looks like we're now joined by Stu. Stu, are you on? Yeah, crashing the party if you can hear me. <laughs> yeah, dude. What's up, brother? Uh, literally in the process of escaping New York. Really? Um, you, what, are you, what are you doing? Right now. <laughs> um, uh, escaping New York. I'm in a car right now. Um, my girlfriend Erica is lovely <laughs> enough to be driving me. Um, but no, we're we're looking at um, housing options outside of New York shoeboxes that you're potentially trapped in. Oh, for right, age right, and right, ages right. On end. So you're looking for a new. So we just we, yeah. You're looking for a new place to live at this point, right? Yes, that's correct. Where? Um, I mean, pretty much all over. I mean, we're looking in the Boston area, but the net is cast wide. So, I mean, we're, we're kind mm. of looking all over from, you know, these towns may sound familiar to anybody Boston-based, but Littleton, Upton, we're leaving Sharon right now. Um, we've looked in Sudbury today. We actually just finished up, um, but things went a little bit longer. So we are driving right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Well, I mean, I hope you find some place that's out of the city. I hope that'd be good for you. <laughs> I mean, Boston's kind of tough yeah. right now. I don't know if you guys noticed, but all the cool fucking bars are dead in Boston. Like all the cool restaurants and bars are fucking dead right now. Oh yeah, that's everywhere. It's uh, kind of depressing. Like all of the, I, I think Deep Ellum finally did. Deep Ellum close too, Gina. Yeah, now it's just Lone Star times two. Uh, so it's just Lone Star now in Boston. They're opening up. The second half that was Deep Elm into uh, additional seating for Lone Star. I wonder why they're fucking doing that. Deep Elm is going fully like distillery or whatever. Weird. Mm-hmm. Mm. Soul crushing. Uh, yeah. Soul crushing is That's correct. good for us. It's, it's good that all bad things happen to Boston once we're gone. She's ruined my <laughs> life. <laughs> that was really the genesis of it. We're, we're going to find out that, you know, on your guy's way out, you just, you know... Dropped a bunch of hand grenades on the way out the door. <laughs> That's kind of the move for us. Well, uh, the good thing is you won't know if you're moving there, then you won't know what is gone because you're new to it all. So everything will be fun. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it'll be, it'll be, it'll be uh, a look, fresh look, look, bacon look. surprise. This is a celebratory episode. 
This is getting too fucking depressing, okay? Let's just get back into... Excuse me? The party with pants. With I can't, pants. I can't with party this with soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds like Gina's, Gina's celebrating the fact that she's not in Boston. I mean, that was some, like, psychopathic shit to say right there. <laughs> it is yeah, a- it's good. We moved out, so it can all burn down. Great. <laughs> <laughs> she went to say something to the microphone and just leaned back. <laughs> Listen, we're supposed to be up. And there's going to be flutes playing and trombones and flowers and garlands of fresh herbs. And we will dance till the sun rises. Yeah, that's how we're feeling right now. <laughs> Stu, you walked into a fucking hornet's nest, brother. We have been here on the show for... About an hour and 40 minutes at this point, we just had a bourbon testing with bourbon dudes. They sent us samples, and so we're uh, we're feeling it right now. It's good. good. That sounds outstanding. Yeah, I mean, now I know where the trumpets are coming from and the, all the glory. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Mike's plugged in right now. He's giving us some synths. There you go. He's making it happen. So what's new with you, Stu? How's life? Like, uh, you back to work yet? Or what, what's going on with you? Um, yes and no is the answer. I mean, there's not really much that's formally shooting right now. Uh, I was very lucky. So I was on a TV series that shut down this winter due to COVID. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that they've been able to do in the meantime is the writers were able to write every single episode for the TV series. So I mean, I think it's something that you've talked about on the podcast before, but typically for a TV series, you know, what happens is that you're kind of shooting and prepping simultaneously and you'll shoot one episode and prep another or shoot two episodes and then prep another two. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're able to do on this TV series is actually look at all nine episodes. The writers were able to finish all nine of them together. And then now with all these, you know, new COVID protocols, we're able to look at the entire schedule and see how that would theoretically affect the series when it goes you know, back up again uh, when we're able to shoot. Yeah. So what's actually been kind of great is the past five or six weeks, we've been able to look at all nine episodes with the producers and the writers and look at the best way to kind of tackle this um, in, in our brave new world. So, you know, it's tough and there's not really a whole lot of information to go on. And, you know, this really people are still figuring things out. Um, but, you know, so I have been working on that and it has been an incredibly interesting experience working with this small group of folks. Um, actually when this is over, I'm actually going to be jumping on a meeting with my bosses, with the producers of the series, uh, to see what they think of my latest iteration of a nine episode schedule, which I've never done before, which was incredibly (laughs) intimidating, but also it, it was, it was enlightening as well. Well, for those new listeners to the show that haven't heard, go back and listen to Stu's episode. Stu has been uh, an assistant director and a director for years. Uh, he worked on uh, Mindhunter. He's worked on a bunch of other shows. Uh, so it's a really great episode. And so what he's talking about here is sort of scheduling out uh, <clears throat> a new TV series during COVID and how to fucking get through this craziness. Because we've talked about this, Stu, and that crew, we've talked about this as well. There are all sorts of different... Uh, theories on how to be able to continue shooting through covid and out here in los angeles they kind of start they've kind of started shooting shit like if i've talked to a few people that are still in 
that are still trying to figure it out. Um, but uh, our production's kind of running in in New York and Boston at this point. Yeah, New York's New York's actually humming along pretty great. I'm actually about to go meet up with our mutual friend Greg Tango for some barbecue. He uh, oh, he's wrapping off. a two day shoot right now. <laughs> fuck you! Fuck off! Fuck off! Oh yeah, I like, no, I like how you just that. slide that right in there. I'm about to go hang out with oh, Tango yeah. for some fucking feed barbecue. Yeah, yeah. yeah, go fuck feed me. Yeah, I'll send you some pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so so we did a job. We did a couple jobs a few weeks ago. Um, you know, it's depends on what you're doing right like if it, if it's a commercial they the the rules are a lot more lax it's more like covid declaration don't come to work if you have symptoms but there's no testing and hope everything goes well but you know new york city's got a 0.8% positivity rate so you'd have to interact with 125 people before you you know start hitting like chances of interacting with someone with it mm. um that that said, you know, I think the bigger projects are doing bigger, uh, you know, bigger testing protocols. I have a film coming up in October, where I just got confirmation that they'll be doing rapid testing every day of everybody, um, and wow. that's just the first bit. I'm sure they'll be doing, you know, like the pod system and all that stuff. So, I, I think in the areas where it's, you know, where where it's subsided enough, like the Northeast right now is doing great overall. Um, it's totally possible to go back to work as long as you take the right precautions. Hey, look, man, we're doing even better out here in Los Angeles. Like, we're killing it out here. Everybody out here is, like, wearing the fucking masks. Like, the world's mm-hmm. not on fire out here. It's great. I get to go outside every day. Well, I mean, they have to get for to the smoke, in nature. right? It's really cool out here. I'm happy. I, <laughs> our mutual friend Dan Centrone told me that you guys have a 24-7 ha- uh, magic hour now. <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. Like, I went outside last week. I went outside last week and was like, what the fuck's going on? It was like I was wearing like these really bad 80s sunglasses and the sun, all the reflections of the sun and all the car reflections and everything. It was pink. It was fucking insane, dude. It was like, it was like, uh, there's this really funny uh, meme kicking around with the uh, Denis Vanille fucking uh, stages of uh, air pollution. And we were definitely, (laughs) we were definitely in a Blade Runner. (laughs) Yeah, it's straight yeah. up Blade Runner. Yeah. Uh, it's been crazy. And I also took your advice, Crew Dog, and I got a, I got a box fan and I put a, a stage 10 or whatever the fuck they call it, filter on the back of it. And we literally had it running in the house mm-hmm. with a, also a filter on the AC system. And three days later, it's brown. In the house. Yep. It's yeah. brown. Yep. And we've sealed our windows and stuff, too. Yeah, it's and been it's, crazy. It's still brown. Yeah, dude. It's crazy. As a, as a weak little asthma boy... It's been great. You got asthma too, Mike. You went bike riding yesterday. Yeah, after the bike ride, I was like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> my, my, literally, my chest just felt like Ugh. it was dry. My mouth and my nose both were kind of like semi-burning. Uh, every morning I wake up, my eyes are itchy and my face is fucking yeah. burning. It's just insane, dude. Like, I, it looked clear yesterday, so I was like, "All right, you know, go for a quick ride. You know, <laughs> just get get a, get a little exercise, and maybe it's even worth it just to, you know." Get my lungs pushing, and then I was out there literally like, Gina's like, you're, you're coughing. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, it's actually bad. She want, she was begging me to go on the journey, too. I'm like, that's just, you want a new boyfriend. That's all that is. <laughs> yeah, by the I time honestly, I have, a, I have that same response after exercise these days as well, but it's because of the barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said. I wrote in our barbecue group the other day, like, if I want to smoke meat, I'll just leave it on the front porch, and there'll be a fucking smoke ring in it. <laughs> It's uh, pretty crazy out here uh, as far as all that shit's concerned. But, you know, guys, I just want to make it clear. Global warming isn't real. Like, none of this, none of this really exists. 
Yeah, it's it is getting colder here, so that has convinced me that it's all been a farce. It's a total, it's a total fucking farce. <laughs> We're all really just plugged in. Yeah, I yeah. I, I completely agree. I but don't don't take our word for it. Take do your own understand. research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Do your own research, as Kruda says. Yeah, um, I hear Google and YouTube are the places to do that. Yeah. <laughs> But that's why I had Rick on the show. We were talking about the uh, that doc that we both love. The fucking uh, what is it called again? The social dilemma. There it is. The social. Oh, dilemma. social dilemma. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were chatting about that. Um, dude, I I'm happy that that thing is out there. I'm happy that they've they've made it in such a way that the uh, that the younger folks can digest it a little bit because it's fucking real, man. All that shit's real, you know. Yeah. Yeah, my buddy uh, Drew Levin worked on that. He did great work. Oh, no shit. That's cool. Really cool. So what's what's new with you, Crew Dog? What's going on? Um, I have actually been swamped the last few days. I've been prepping this feature, which has been a lot of fun. It actually kind of reminds me of of the work that we do together. You know, it's a lot of of creatures and a lot of style. And um, it's just the biggest project that I've undertaken yet. I mean, it's a tier one union film. And, you know, they hired me two months out, which is probably the, <laughs> the longest lead time I've ever had up to a feature. <laughs> um, so that's that's been really great. I mean, we're we're over a month away from uh, principal photography and I have all my keys locked in. You know, I got a camera package hopefully locked in by next week. I mean, it's it's awesome. We're getting we're getting creative directors sending over all sorts of ideas and shot lists and it's it's great it's good to you know it's good to be out of the uh you know quarantine doing stuff in the den like solo tabletop bullshit and you know watching <laughs> watching the news every day it's good to actually be doing something creative dude i'm happy man i'm happy that you got some fucking work because you and i were talking about this earlier you know you're in the middle of quarantine and everything's just seeming really fucking down and it's like what the fuck what am i gonna do and how is this gonna progress but I knew that you were going to get some work, man. And I'm happy that that shit's finally kicking in. And it's nice to hear that the East Coast is at least, you know, doing their fucking part so that you guys can go back to work. I mean, that's all really well, good Well, just stuff. to clarify, it's the Northeast. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. Goddamn right. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, further down south. It's a bit of a mess. But, you know, thankfully we have, we have uh, leaders that actually listen to science and scientists and doctors and epidemiologists that, you know, say this is what you do to beat a pandemic. And they go, okay, we're going to do that. It's very true. And here we are, you know, we can actually work. I can go out and, and hang out with buddies, obviously distanced, but, you know, we can go hang out, have some, have some hometown barbecue, have some other half beer yeah, and, uh, you know, actually shoot some stuff. Are you drinking beer right now? Do you have a beer with you? I do. I actually just picked up a uh, an other half uh, IPA. It's called the More Nelson Than All Nelson. Ooh. I'm fucking jealous, man. You got the good shit going right now. What are we drinking here? We're drinking Gina. Swill. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Gina handed me a Smog City Brewing Company uh, IPA. It's uh, Amarilla Gorilla, I guess is what it's called. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, Stu, are you still are you still there, brother? Yeah, I'm coming in and out because we're driving, and there was actually an interesting couple seconds where I could only hear Cruda responding to you, and I couldn't 
hear you at all, which is fascinating. That's good. Um, that's the, that's the <laughs> level of quality that we like on the show. That's what we strive for. That's actually yeah, I mean, the best way to the, listen the, to the show. Yeah, exactly. You don't listen to you at all. You just listen to the guest. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think that that probably cuts out 70% of the content not listening to you, but you know. Uh, listen, I, everybody's heard, the, I say the same shit every episode, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, well, look, you and I talk about this all the time. You're always starting uh, talking shit text threads with me and Crew Dog. Good news, brother. <laughs> Good news. Liam has put together an official drinking game for the show. Isn't that correct, Liam? That is correct, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, he's going to be putting out a bingo board for uh, drinking every time I say a bunch of shit. What are some of the highlights on that, Liam? Uh, some of the the fan favorites are when Mike says, I love barbecue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, when, when he mentions his DP, David Cruda. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Some of the ones we haven't gone over yet in this episode. So this is new for everybody listening. Uh-huh. Uh, when When the doorbell rings. <laughs> that fucking happened this episode already. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Goddamn FedEx. They they look in the window and they see all the microphones set up. And we're just looking at them going, hey, we're recording it. He just looks at us slowly and pushes the fucking doorbell. That motherfucker. <laughs> that, that motherfucker. What else you got there, Liam? Uh, I've got um, when Mike says I'm not sponsored by them, but I should be. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. <laughs> very true. It's very true. I should be sponsored by all. You all should sponsor the show because this show is fucking great. So if you don't sponsor me, you can go fuck yourself. How's that? Um, which uh, which number and let it? Uh, num- what is the number and column? Is that? Yeah, uh, we're, I'm going to try to make a couple options of these so it's not the same uh, bingo board for every episode. But uh, we're going to, I don't know yet. <laughs> you know, we're seeing. Do you have one on there for lawn services? <laughs> oh, shit. That's a great one. <laughs> where, where does Mike's ranting come in, right? Like, like is it yeah, just, do you consider it a whole rant? Like, <laughs> like a rant beyond five minutes. Like if you hit the five minute mark, that's a bingo. So we have something like that where it's it's he says the words I don't know how we got on that tangent. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, Brian. Every newsman in this city's laughing at us, and I don't like it. Yeah, remember that, you motherfuckers. <laughs> Liam, Liam, do you have one for like Mike playing audio that comments on yourself, like where he makes a direct audio playback thing? Uh, really proud I do of you. have Mike plays the same sound clip three times. Really proud of you. Oh, okay. Yeah, really proud go. of you. <laughs> there you go. Drink it up, buddies. Um, oh, guys, look, I, I appreciate listening to you guys giving me shit. I really appreciate that. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna we have another guest coming in. Get ready. Great. Here we go. Yeah, let's see if this will work. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Here we go. Roadcaster kicking ass. Hey yo. Yo, it's our boy Jarvis. What's up, buddy? Not much. How are you? Hi. Yes. Jarvis, you are on the line with Crew Dog. Crew Dog's on with us. Oh, what's what up? up, dude? How are you? Oh, I miss your face. Oh, I miss I miss everything about you. Your musk, <laughs> your your wonderful body, your meat skills. Yes. Same with you, Mike. Yeah, I miss <laughs> you too, buddy. You're also on with Liam. I don't know if you met Liam, but Liam's been on the show for ages. 
Yeah, he's your uh, producer guy, right? Yeah, yeah, he's my little boy. Yeah, nice. That's me, the producer What's guy. What's up, Liam? How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing awesome. How are you, man? And then uh, Tran's putting his headset on right now. Mike Tran's here as well. So, oh, hell yeah. Uh, hey, Tran, how are you, man? Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you're also hanging out with Stu. Stu's on as well with us. Say hi, Stu. Hey, Stu. Hello. So, What's up, man? So, Jarvis, I wanted to have hey. you on the show. Because if there's one thing that I'm really bummed out about leaving behind on the East Coast, is it you, brother? Like, you're one of my Aww. favorite people on the fucking planet, man. Oh, uh, you're making my heart swell, and that's not my cardiac disease either. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you. I miss you, man. And, and the fact that we haven't been able to hang out. You were originally going to come out here and hang out for a little bit, and then this... Then this fake fucking virus hit us where, you know, you know, they're lying to us all the time and it doesn't really exist. And then you were not allowed to hang out together. It's kind of a bum out, man, you know? And yeah, and completely shut our industry down and all that nonsense. Yeah, yeah it really all sucks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can't yeah, stand yeah. it. Just, just destroying me. How are you doing, buddy? What are you up to these days? I'm good. I'm actually, uh, I'm in the middle of a gig right now. We're, we're about to test a new prototype camera uh, for some features. They're going to use some features coming up. So unfortunately, I can't give you any details because I signed an NDA. But uh, yeah, we're about to get our hands on it in the next couple of days, and I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I don't know what to expect. They can't tell me anything, so um, I don't know what to expect until I get my hands on the actual camera. But I'm pretty excited, so it's cool. But no, haven't really been doing much shooting. There's no productions like that are. Uh, then my normal productions that I do are not happening. So it really stinks. Well, we talked a little bit about it yesterday. Hold on. <laughs> Jesus. Woo! Jesus Christ, we're drinking beers and whiskeys and bourbons over here. Ah, I'm jealous. Uh, we talked a little bit about it yesterday, and you've been filling your time. You've been filling your time with learning Blender, right? Yeah, yeah. So I've been uh, taking a course on it, uh, just trying to learn, you know, 3D sculpting, building uh, levels for video games, all that stuff. So yeah, I've been kind of deep diving into it it's a lot of fun i like it i don't know nerd dude dude i don't, I don't know yeah, if you, I, I don't know if you want to talk about it on the show but what did you send me yesterday but <laughs> 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 well, i have oh man i got this uh i got this long-running joke with my buddy kurt uh you know the tattoo shop uh-huh. he is he is you, you remember that scene in super bad where uh, what's his face? Jonah Hill gets busted for drawing all the dicks in his, uh, in his notebooks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my buddy is the king of that. He draws the best penises I've ever seen for like different characters and stuff. Like he drew like a, a predator, what predators dick would look like what Robocop stick. So we've been playing this game where we try to outdo each other. And so I made a big 3d rig and I'm going to, 3D print it for all my friends for Christmas this year. <laughs> Jarvis so. sends me, he sends me a text. He sends me a text. He's like, dude, I've been learning Blender and stuff like that. And I think you'd really appreciate what I've been designing. And then he <laughs> sends me the chubbiest, thickest little penis. <laughs> <laughs> what I call you- it the tugboat. <laughs> 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 uh, he calls I'll, it the tugboat. <laughs> yeah, I'll send it to you guys, especially you, Kruda. I'll send it to you. You gotta see this little guy. He's pretty cute. I, I think my weekend is about to be made. <laughs> you can fucking throw that thing on the grill. It'd be delicious. You want to meat on that thing? It's like a fucking <laughs> lobster tail. <laughs> Oh, 
Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, man, I miss you, brother. Oh, God oh, I miss damn you guys it. too, man. I, I just miss, uh, I miss our goofy on-set antics. Oh. I mean, we, we were always we were always laughing our balls off on set. I miss that. Oh, dude, I still, I still have it on my phone. And for those of you listening who don't, that are new to the show, do yourself a favor and go back in time. Jarvis has been on the show. Jarvis and I have been working together for years. Those of you who are Kill Switch Engage fans, those of you who love the Always video, Jarvis was the cinematographer on Always. Uh, yep. The infamous story of us traveling up and down the coast of California. We drove that like what four or five times or whatever the fuck we did. Yeah, for I mean, we were doing it for a week straight. We kept going up and down it. Yeah, that was pretty fun. <laughs> dude, oh, man. dude, and the story we talk about on the episode of you finding the fucking crack. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and the needle. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, please go back and listen to that story because it's hysterical. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But then Jarvis has been consistently, and the one thing I love about you, Jarvis, is that you just love to be around good people and you love to be on set, and there's never an ego involved with you. So, like, you've come on where Crew Dog and I are working together, and you've just uh, come on and you've done first assistant camera work with us. Yeah. uh, I just love to work, man my thing i love to work it's uh, you know I, I there's no place i'd rather be than on set it's like the best the best you know so much fun yeah gina's just joining us right now guess who's on gina hi gina's yo what up <laughs> what up dog hey did you see the tugboat i did it was real thick bro <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Right on, that thing's a little Things a little honker. I'm gonna I'm gonna hire you for all my dick blender needs. <laughs> oh my god, please, dude! I'll do it in a heartbeat. I love making dick. <laughs> Thick or thin, Jarvis is there for you. I'm I'm in like a dick. <laughs> oh. Oh, dude, I still have on my phone when we were shooting Who's There. And uh, we were doing the infamous scene with, with the cabinet scene. For those of you who yeah. haven't seen who's there, you can write to me and ask. Maybe I'll send you a link. <laughs> Bingo. You know, You're lucky. Uh, but uh, I still have that moment where I feel like the one the thing I love about you is that you're sometimes you tune out and then you tune in and you're very you're very in tune when it's time to do your job but then you sort of tune yeah. out in between <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so, so you had no idea what was going to happen when we did the sequence and i still have it on my phone where you're just like watching it because you have to pull focus jarvis is pulling focus as he's paying attention to the monitor and that shit happens and you just hear him go oh shit <laughs> <laughs> well it was like a total for me it was a like a poltergeist moment. moment yeah it was a poltergeist moment to me it was like that scene in poltergeist when she's like looking at the tv tv comes on and she's all like lit by the tv like it reminded me of that and that's like one of my favorite movies so i was i loved it i was so excited for that scene this house is clear <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Don't go through the light, Caroline. <laughs> oh, it's one of the greatest. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, so cool, dude. When are we yeah. gonna get? Out? When are we going to get out of this fucking quarantine? Because then Stu, dude. Crew Dog, and you all come out here. We'll get a space. Let's just do our shit. Let's barbecue. Let's die together. Let's die on meats. Yeah. I'm totally in it. <laughs> Dude, dude, I already I, got warned by my doctor so that I got a. Yeah, is this a I'm into it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, no, no, into like, I will, I will blow my entire retirement savings on the on the like Corona is over party. We're we're making it happen. <laughs> this is going to be an international affair. Jarvis, gonna, what did your I'm doctor say? Meat in multiple countries. I will die with you guys anytime. <laughs> 
What did you ask, Gina? What was up? What did your doctor say, Jarvis? Oh, I got to stop eating uh, a lot of meat. So uh, <laughs> I'm willing to I'm willing to eat meat with you guys and die. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine that you've somehow find found in your world a doctor that speaks that way. Yo, you got to stop eating Yo. a lot of meat. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, quit eating meat, you fat fuck. <laughs> And you're like, yo. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of things she doesn't want me to do, but uh, yeah, I don't really listen to her. She's just a doctor. What does she She's know? She's just a woman. Oh. <laughs> no, that's me, oh, Gina. Oh, it's 2020? <laughs> We're all supposed to go, oh, right now. Oh, why do you got to bring gender into it? Uh, <laughs> they are really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Speaking of the path to death, I finally just parked, and I'm not driving anymore. So that, of course, means means what? <laughs> yeah, what does it mean? Only a thing, and he died. I tried, I, tried open a, I tried to open a beer next to the microphone. Oh, I don't yes. know if it translated. All right, there you go. See, look, there we go. We're not promoting drinking and driving, but we are promoting parking and driving. <laughs> Stopping your driving and drinking. Yeah, yes. parking and driving. Yeah, yeah. as long as the engine's not running, you're good. <laughs> parts, parts for the evening. Part, no, no more driving. Yeah, and totally also, parts. also, Liam, go fuck yourself. I heard you make fun of me <laughs> at that shit. I heard you make fun of me at that shit. Really proud of you. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> oh, I love it. I 100% completely understand. <laughs> Jarvis, are you sad the Kardashians are stopping? They can go fuck themselves. I'm glad they're stopping. It's garbage television. Oh, come on, man. The cards? How can you be famous by fucking someone? Like, come on. <laughs> what? Also, mean, Kanye is a waste of oxygen. Technically, that's, that's saying that's that hot, every president's wife. Whoa, Kanye is my next yeah. president, man. Kanye's going to be my boy. Oh, oh. Jarvis, Jarvis yeah, Trump fucks everybody fraud, every day, and he's super famous. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, fucking, I love all of this shit. Just having the confidence to do what you want to do and you to believe know that in. I have a voice and that oh, I can change everything. Yeah. She's ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What he am I spent, hearing right he now? He spent all day yesterday collecting little sound bites from the Kardashians. Yes, yeah, my. If you had a business that you were passionate about, then you would know what it takes to run a business, but you don't. So you don't even act like you know what I'm case. talking about. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow, wow, so you had to, like, watch that to get the clip? <laughs> no, no. He has seen it, though. Yeah, no, I love that show. He I watch that show Kardashian. consistently. He puts it on, and no, then he, he puts yeah, it on, and then he looks looks at me like I should be there while he watches it. Oh. <laughs> Excuse. Listen. I know exactly what you mean, Brian. Every newsman in this city is laughing at us, and I don't like, like it. it. <laughs> this is what Jarvis, what's going on? You and I haven't caught up in a while. I got myself a nice roadcaster. And by the way, road microphones, you should be fucking sponsoring this show. But I got a nice little roadcaster. Bingo. Yeah, I got a nice little roadcaster. <laughs> and so I get to store all these really great little moments on here, like this one. It wasn't lava. I ate a whole bunch of fiberglass insulation. It wasn't cotton candy like that guy said. <laughs> Baxter. Dude, I need to give you I need to give an oh yeah so you can add that to it. Oh for fuck's sake, please. I'll record it on my uh, on my good mic so you have a good quality one. I want a couple variations. And, yeah, okay. I'll give you the oh yeah, that's 
Bring me poopy. All right. So the show is completely dissolving at this point. For those of you listening, uh, what it was that, a good idea to bring Jarvis on? Come I on. Love it. I love it. I fucking love it. I love it. Yeah, you might need a discre- uh, viewer discretion is advised before you do this episode. <laughs> and the decision has been passed down to make Veronica. Our co-anchor. Yeah, what? so what what we're talking about is that when we were doing, I think this was when we were doing the Kill Switch Always video. Was it that Was that, that time, Jarvis? Oh, I think I did it every single time we hung out. <laughs> I don't think there was a specific time. I think you were in that bar that plays the porn Yeah, no, no. So Jarvis doesn't remember, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you guys know. So basically, when we were doing Always, we ended up, uh, stuck basically in California. We were driving up and down the coast. And if you go watch the Kill Switch Always video, it makes sense to you. But one of the things that we like to do, you, me, and Tony. Oh, that's such a juicy burp. That was so I know, gross. It's just so gross. <laughs> it's because I just threw up in my mouth. So you, you, me, and Tony went on a bunch of bar safaris. And we ended up going yep. out and, and going to different bar places. And we went to this one bar, which I hope is still fucking open after all this stuff happens. A cozy this, car, that one. Cozy car, right? Fuck yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's still around. I actually asked some friends out in San Fran. They said it's still around. Oh, fuck yes. The the thing that's yeah. great about this bar, they have converted vans. So they actually have vans that have been cut in half. So you get the front end of the van and the back end of the van, and they've made them into booths inside this really dark bar. And uh, they've laminated the entire bar with like 1990s Playboy fucking covers and interiors. (laughs) Remember? Yep. Oh, yeah. I love that bar. Dude, I love this fucking bar. And you go there and it's super dark inside. Uh, We've been there too, Banner. We went there when we went out. They have like super like uh, Nicholas Refen, like neon pink lighting. Where Uh, is this? But what about what do they play on the TVs? That's the best part. Is this in California? This was in uh, San Francisco. This is in the hub Ooh, of fucking smoke. Oh, it's that burp smoke. again. That's coming for you every time you talk. No, so I got the super nice new microphone so it can hear all my indigestion. Ooh. So that's what you're hearing. <laughs> uh, so uh, up in uh, northern uh, San Francisco, there's this bar. And then on the TVs. Oh, I remember this place. Is yeah. all sorts of really trashy, probably it 1990s porn. It has a fadeaway porn. infinite floor. Yeah, it has a fadeaway floor. And then they also have 1990s porn on it. And I remember being in there, and one of my favorite things about you, Jarvis, is that you have very low attention span for anything. So you're sitting there, and you're on your fucking phone, and we're all sitting around, and we're talking about shit, and you're looking at your phone, and every once in a while, every once in a while, you'd look up at the TV at the porn shit that was going on, and you'd be like, oh, yeah, she's getting a good one. And she'd look, you'd look <laughs> back at your phone. And that literally started the memes, the audio memes that have existed with us forever. <laughs> getting a good one. <laughs> <laughs> But it was intercut with uh, with uh, like that nineteen seventies uh, uh, like a car chase show. What was it? Do you remember what it was called? Oh, no, it, wasn't, it was. It wasn't chips, right? It wasn't. No, chips. it wasn't chips. No, it was like a two name. It was like a Starsky and Hutch, but it wasn't. Uh, it was some other show. But I just remember it was intercut. <laughs> so like we were watching like these cars drive off cliffs and crash into each other, and then it would cut to just like a brutal cum shot, like right from there. And I just, I just remember it caught my attention because, you know, you hear the wah, 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 and then like all that old, those other sounds and, and those girls just getting a good one. It was, it was ridiculous. Oh, God damn it. Jarvis, what job are you on right now? Uh, <laughs> I'm actually, I'm home now. We finished anyway. early today. Gina, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to do over there? You're I'm trying just to- trying to give everyone the inside scoop. Yeah, you're trying to cause a little trouble with Jarvis. Well, I'm allowed to do deep throat sounds when I'm at home. Yeah. 
<laughs> I thought that was like I thought that was like the the, the Looney Tunes wah 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 but no it's <laughs> <laughs> a trombone. <laughs> oh. Mm. oh my god, I love children. Dude, I love the fact that you're the last guest on the show. I love that the show <laughs> has deteriorated to this point. It's wonderful. Yeah, I, I'm it's happy a- to be a part of your show getting discontinued. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this is how you're wrapping it up? No, I'm not wrapping it up yet. <laughs> We're still going, motherfuckers. Oh, God damn oh it. my God. I'm sweating from laughing so hard. <laughs> well, look, 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 look. To get back to the listeners of the show, because I've been ignoring you intentionally, because you're a bunch of fucking moody pricks. But to get back oh, to the listeners on the show, uh, the important thing to take away from this is that Definitely find the right people to work with. Find the crew that you mm-hmm. love to be with. Find the people that For you sure. love to spend fucking time with. Because I'm sure you could support me on this, Crudo. We love hanging out. We love hanging out with Jarvis. We love hanging out with these people. Because Playing with our tugboats. He's like, fuck off. <laughs> 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 but it's important. It's important to be around the people that really inspire you. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, you should be laughing on set. People shouldn't be stressed out and yelling at each other. You know, we should... We should be having a good time while we make our art. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't want people. One hundred percent, completely understand. <laughs> oh my god! Shut up, you dumb bitch! God damn it, D, you dumb bitch! You dumb bird! <laughs> you, you stupid dumb bird! <laughs> oh god damn it! Yeah, yeah, dude. Well, that, I mean, that's the only reason I keep uh, Cruda around. <laughs> if i'm a stress mess he can give me shit about it well yeah i won't try and calm you down i'll just work you up (laughs) yeah keep instigating crude are you drinking a negroni no i'm drinking uh other half beer oh cool we're we're still dealing with this new york Mm, i love scotch i love scotch 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 here it goes down (sighs) down into my belly Yeah, we're still dealing with that. Please don't play any more of those clips you've played. I feel like that machine has hundreds of options, but you've played the same five clips. (laughs) She said it. She said what we were all thinking. (laughs) Come on, Gina. It's fine. We could do. We could do a couple new ones here. Hold on. You're a small petty. You're a small petty man. (laughs) Little dead. Little Larry David. Let's see. Any JB Smooth? I don't. These directions are shit. You know that. Little Larry David. People underestimate. You need to get some minutes. sunny quotes in there. Oh, you didn't get any always sunny quotes. Not oh. yet. Not yet. You not gotta. Yet. You no, gotta get some Mac in, in there. Yeah. No. I mean, look, guys. I've I only had enough time to prepare for episode one hundred. I've only had enough time to prepare for It's been really difficult to get yeah, I just this shit ready. Spent the entire time watching the Kardashians. <laughs> I mean, that was a long time compiling those. It's research <laughs> for this this episode. That's what it was. Lots and lots of research. I think. Yeah, like the like past year and, and a half. Yeah, it's been me researching for episode <laughs> He's 100. so smart now. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it changes everything. It changes everything, guys. <laughs> Holy shit. You have so many. <laughs> Just having the confidence to do what you want to do and you believe in. Yeah, exactly. And then for those of you listening, because we always talk about how to get your business up and running. Business, but you don't. 
So don't even act like you know what I'm talking about. That's definitely Kim talking to Courtney because Courtney cannot get her shit together. (laughs) All it sounds like to me is a bunch of hens yelling at each other. (laughs) If chickens could speak English. Yeah. I 100% completely understand. We're done. We're done here. (laughs) (laughs) Shut shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. (laughs) Listen, guys, let's get serious. There's nothing wrong with liking the Kardashians. There's nothing wrong with finding inspiration. This is the title track, the title song to the Kardashians. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing wrong with being inspired by very strong and powerful people. You know what I mean? By people that have earned what they've been, what the, how they've got there. She's ruined my life. Yeah, I agree with you completely, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. So, let me see. Where, where do we go from here? What do we do now? Do we talk about our favorite? It's Mike's 100th episode. Do we talk about our favorite parts of Michael? Oh, God. Like physical parts? Oh, it could God. be physical, mental. It could be like <laughs> scent-based. It could be anything. Oh, God. <laughs> it's dead Jarvis, Jarvis, you go first. What's your favorite physical once. attribute of Michael Pesci? Stop it. Fuck off. My my favorite <laughs> physical attribute? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's fine, Jarvis. <laughs> oh, I gotta think about that. I would probably say his meat sweats. They're like second to none. <laughs> Yo. He gets some he's like me, he gets those wicked meat sweats whenever he eats. And, and me and him can relate to that, so I really appreciate that. Yeah, it's very true. I have to change my underpants after you and I sit down and have a shakur. <laughs> <laughs> I just love... Jarvis, did you get that video from Gina with Mike enjoying his steak? No, I only sent that to you, Kruda. You only oh, sent that? Oh, I feel so special. Okay, so Gina sent me this incredible video. She's sitting inside the apartment. Mike is outside on the porch by himself eating the steak that he cooked for himself, by himself, thinks no one is around. No, because it's like, it's still light outside, it's dark inside. Has no idea Gina's inside recording, and he's sitting there talking to the steak while he's eating it. (laughs) And he's just like, oh, yeah, oh, fuck yeah. I need need to see the video. Oh, yeah, no, it's a good one. Please send that. It's a good one. I fully support. It was the most pure, wholesome perspective into the life of Mike Petchy. It was mm-hmm. fantastic. It was wasn't lava. I ate a whole bunch of fiberglass insulation. It wasn't <laughs> cotton candy like that guy said. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel right now. <laughs> oh, that steak's getting it good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that steak's getting a good one. <laughs> uh, thanks, buddy. I appreciate you enjoying me in my quiet little moments. That's nice. It was yeah. wonderful. Well, that's, it was wonderful. I'd love you to know see more. True love. well i think it's pretty accurate too because he was talking during the quiet moment so i mean that seems fitting whoa whoa, whoa. what are you doing gina hold on it's the video you just can't hear you i can hear you like cutting the meat up (laughs) am i talking Oh, Jarvis is work. getting it now. Jarvis, you should put your phone up to it because my speaker's broken, but it's in there. <laughs> well, look, I appreciate you spying on me, first off. I love you. You're a really I trustworthy fucking partner. I appreciate that. <laughs> and then I also appreciate you sharing that with everybody, all my friends. That's really cool of you. Only one. I like that. That's my favorite thing. 
Uh, it's not like something we haven't seen before, anyways. I mean, I've seen, yeah. you, I've seen you talk to meat before in person. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. I 100% oh, completely no. understand. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I love this fucking Get thing. Get her out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. We'll do and there's going to be flutes playing and oh god trombones yep. and flowers and garlands of fresh herbs <laughs> and we will dance <laughs> till the sunrise Liam, are you going to edit all these out are you going to No th- this is the fucking issue is that all of you are hearing this for the first time and there are so many more sound clips for about 3 weeks he just played the same 3 sound clips every single recording <laughs> and it was constant listen it's all about repetition brother this is how we get t-shirts sold this is how it happens <laughs> yeah you got to you got to break the algorithm Stockhold syndrome <laughs> this is how this is this is how this is what i hear every night when i go to sleep really proud of you but all the time i hear this really proud of you all the time every night really proud of you it's Ugh. Liam. Just appreciating who I, who I am, <laughs> what I want to do. I've done way too many mushrooms. Fucking Rick, I've got all the... I can't prove any of this. Yeah, that's my favorite. I can't prove any of this. Remember that at home. When you listen to the show, because you're listening to... What are we in? Four shots bourbon mic slash three beers bourbon mic. So anything I say at this point... I can't prove any of this. Yeah, none of this matters at this point. You played you played the one earlier, but I don't know if everybody who's on now heard the one about with the uh, fingers and switching it out. All right, hold on. I think it's this one. Do me a favor. Pardon? I learned this shit with my two fingers, and it made people fucking cry, so I'm going to take the fingers out, and your face is going to go in there instead, and we're going to do that with your face instead of the fingers. I don't what know. is that? That's my <laughs> hold on i'm gonna play that again i don't know where you found this liam i feel like you just found a way to recreate my voice hold on do me a favor i learned this shit with my two fingers and it made people fucking cry so i'm gonna take the fingers out and your face is gonna go in there instead and we're gonna do that with your face instead of the fingers <laughs> what it, that sounds like you mike is that you yeah, it's totally me. i don't remember saying it i don't know hold on we'll play it one more time just so you guys get it do me a favor I learned this shit with my two fingers, and it made people fucking cry, so I'm going to take the fingers out, and your face is going to go in there instead, and we're going to do that with your face instead of the fingers. Mike, you need to do, like, uh, one of those New Yorker-style things where people come up with what's the possible context for that line and see who has the best answer. I have no idea where you found that fucking clip. Where did you find that fucking clip, Liam? It was on the show, man. Oh, don't worry about it. It's oh. fucking funny. Oh my god! I don't want to be negative about it. I don't want to be negative about it. Oh, I've got so many good ones on this board. Hold on, what's this one? I am so going down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories. You oh. don't even want to get me started right now, right? Fucking Rick, killing it. Oh, Darge. Yeah, Darge, killing it, man. So we got a bunch of good loops. This board's really cool. The the problem is, it just takes a while to load the shit up. So yes. I have been replaying a lot of the clips, Liam, but it, you know, come on. Wait, no, I have no, a question about Darge before we get too far off topic. Do you think he's Q? Do I think what? <laughs> like, <laughs> is him being is him being interested in conspiracy theories just a cover for the fact that he's actually Q and he's spreading all this shit? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Look, I know. I can say this without a doubt that Rick is completely genuine. He's completely genuine about all his conspiracy theories. 
His neuroses are real. They're, they're fucking real. <laughs> they are real. And I love him for it. I love him for it. But him and I, we, we hung out. You'll get nerdy about this. We hung out and we barbecued, what, last week? The week before, we made a fucking tomahawk steak that was like two inches thick. Fuck, that was a good Ooh. steak. Um, and we hung out and we just talked to us conspiracy theories all day. And then we had an indigestion together. It was a really fun time. <laughs> <laughs> Living the dream. Yeah. Living the dream. Living the dream on episode 100. Episode 100. Episode 100. What are we drinking now? Uh, what are we drinking now, babe? What'd you give me? What is this? This is uh, clown shoes. Oh, fuck yeah. Clown shoes, Clementine, white ale. Hell yeah. Let's do it. So, uh, yeah. So what else is going on, guys? I, I know I've been keeping you hostage. What are we at? Like 224? This is going to be a great episode. I'm just going to... Th- oh, it's so off the rail. Yeah, I'm just going to dither <laughs> this one out. It's going to run the long fucking course. Um, <laughs> the, look, I'm going to say this again. I cannot wait to be in the same room with you guys. I miss... Um, uh, Stu, you weren't able to be there, but Gina put on a great birthday for me, what, like two years ago at this point, Beans? Uh-huh. Yeah. We need to do another fucking party. Oh, that was so great. Yeah, but we're going to do one that fucking... So much God, fun. Yeah. We're going to do one West Coast style. We're going to do a fucking okay. West Coast party. We should rent that mansion again. Yeah, we're going to get a fucking place. We're going to get that uh, fucking Lethal Weapon 2 bad guy ranching mm-hmm. that we were in. Yeah, fuck yeah. With the fucking cliff face. It was the one oh, where... Like, what was it, a ranching? Ranching, yeah. Go, so, yeah, yeah. So oh. Can we act out scenes from 80s action movies while we're in there and be all the bad guys? Oh, hell yeah. Every time you walk in the house... That's the only way to do it, yes. Dude, every time you walk in the house, <laughs> you're going to step on plastic. You guys are going to always have to ask, why is the plastic on the ground? All that shit's going to happen. It's going to be intentional. I will jump over every couch in slow motion. All of them. I just want to fire an Uzi throughout the house. <laughs> as long as I'm jumping over a couch in slow motion away from it, deal. It'll cool. be all right, deal. It'll be slow motion in your mind, but to everybody else, it'll be the awkward flop that Normal. you break a glass. <laughs> break a glass <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, no, we need to do this shit, man. We need to do this shit, and we need to have. I, all right, here's my prediction. Here's my prediction. They're gonna have. A, we're gonna have a vaccine. So the vaccine's gonna come out. Let's say February, right? Vaccine releases in February. The good news about California is that the weather's still good. The weather's the best out here in the fucking in the winter months. It's like it's like autumn out here in the winter months. So February vaccine comes out. We all get you guys all get on a fucking plane. We'll get a space. We'll bring our, well, bring the smokers. We'll bring our shit. Let's intentionally try to murder ourselves on meat and carcinogens. That's the move. I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah, let's do it. I will not. I will not hesitate to drop mad cash on the biggest A5 Wagyu brisket that I can get my hands oh, on. Please, let's oh, do man. it. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it. Let's plan on it as soon as as soon as we can. I'm coming, dude. We should fly Nichols out over too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Look, I gotta wrap this fucking show up, but I just <laughs> I just want to say this right now. Let me start one at a time. Jarvis, yep, you're a gentleman. You're one of my best friends on the planet. I don't know why oh, we're, I don't dude. know why we're not hanging out enough. It's because you're on fucking three thousand miles away, dude. <laughs> dude, it's, it, that's that, that's just a concept, man, and it's not reality. <laughs> well, I will get I, as soon as this happens, dude. I want to get my ass out to California and and hang out with you guys. I miss I miss all of you so much. Please come out here to California. 
I, w- I want you to bring who you are. I want you to bring your tugboat. We'll have you- <laughs> can, that be the, can that be the thumbnail for this episode? Oh, my <laughs> God. Yes, Jarvis' no. tugboat. <laughs> tugboat. I got to... Uh, I'm going to send Kruda after we got the phone. I'm going to send you a picture of the tugboat. I actually yeah, updated it. I added more veins to it. <laughs> <laughs> I want us to, I want us all to have a tugboat competition. I want us all to guide an oil tanker into dock. Let's just say that. <laughs> Ooh, that, you just gave me my next new challenge. I'm going to make a docking station. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. Uh, Oh my God. I'm sweating. (laughs) All right, Jarvis, I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being on the show, brother. And, uh, yeah, man. Once this, once this motherfucking quarantine is done, we're going to do a show. We're going to do a fucking show where everybody's here and we're going to do a big party. So I'm I'm in, dude. Count me in. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And it was great to hear from all of your voices, including Kim Kardashian's. Jarvis, great to hear you. Listen. Yeah, it's great being heard. Listen. <laughs> nice to meet you, man. She's ruined my life. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. Jesus right, Christ! All right, Jarvis, hang up the phone. Get out of here. All right, bye, guys. I love you all. Bye. bye. Oh, all right. And then, bye. Nice to meet you. Bye. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so, and so, Stu and uh, Crew Dog, thank you for both being on the show. And uh, Stu, thanks for continuously writing me. Uh, text messages and listening to every episode and then uh uh just giving me shit about all the bad stuff i say in the show i appreciate it that is my highlight that's like that's my favorite thing i start making a list as i'm listening to it being like oh yeah this thing uh-huh yep that one <laughs> Stu, you're the shit last time you were here i had a bunch of fun while you were in la that's right yeah well hopefully i'll be back before too long before you, you move know, to once Sharon. travels allowed Travel will be a lot. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it'll be great to catch up again. I mean, that was so much fun last time, and it was all too brief, you know, since I was only out to, you know, able to be in L.A. for basically a weekend. But hopefully next time it'll be able to be longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're ready for you, brother. So once we, once we get out of this fucking shit, we will mm-hmm. put together something great, and everybody will be here for it. As long as we're actively taking years off our lives with food and drink, I am more than in. That's my goal. I want to treat myself really terribly so that when we finally get out of this and I finally get a movie Greenland, I'll just have a heart attack when they give me the news. That's my move. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That's the move. That's the move I want. So, dude, thanks for being on the show, uh, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. Okay. And then uh, Crew Dog, as always, man, my brother from another mother. Thanks for being there. Thanks for being on the on uh, most of these episodes. Thanks for being here in spirit when I fucking talk shit about you. <laughs> Anytime. Yeah. Congrats on episode yeah. 100. I know you've been working your ass off on this thing, so you deserve everything you get out of this. Oh, so cute. I appreciate that. I appreciate you giving me that praise, and I also appreciate Gina burping over all of it. That's really no. I funny. did. I didn't mean that in a good way. I meant like someone gets upset about what you said, and they come to your house. And, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, now that you've mentioned Glendale enough, when I one thing yeah. I asked you when you started this whole thing. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. Let me pull up his address for all the listeners out there. That's right. Glendale's a big fucking city. Oh I haven't God. mentioned where we live. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Jarvis just sent me this. Did you look at his tugboat? <laughs> hold on. Let me see it. <laughs> hold on. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, it looks like a cross images. between a turnip and a mushroom. <laughs> 
looks like a fucking bodybuilder's thumb. <laughs> it is the always sunny invite to their party, which they thought it was a muscle, like an arm. <laughs> and it looks like a penis. Batman uh, shushes. Uh, so good, man. All right, Crew Dog, I'm going to let you go. So uh, thanks for being on the show, man. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah, I got to run anyway. I got, I got barbecue to eat. Oh, fuck shit. yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and tell, tell Tango he's a piece of shit. I, don't I will. Appreciate it. I will. Yeah. I'll pass that along. I I miss you guys. It's uh, it's been too long. I can't wait to to hang out again, do yeah. stuff, and make food and make movies and all that. Have yeah, a Negroni tonight. I will. I will for you. I'll send you a photo. <laughs> all right, big man. I'll see you later. All right. Bye. Thanks for having me on. All right. Cool, man. All right. So we're down to the core. It's just me, Gina, and Liam at this point. And for those of you listening, I appreciate you sitting through this. And I hope you've been drinking along. I hope you've been playing the drinking game. Uh, we're all feeling it right now. How you feeling, Beans? I think what everyone learned about being in the industry today is that you can get fucked up. Oh, I guess it's Friday, but still, it's 2.30 p.m. <laughs> yeah. That's the incentive to become an artist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the end of our day. This is the end of our day at this point. <laughs> Um, but uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for sticking with us, man. And then Liam, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. You know, I am not drinking, but I'm sitting here listening to a bunch of people getting drunk, and that's always a great time. <laughs> how was this episode for you? Is this any interest? Was it good? Was it interesting? Normally, you ask me this off air. I know. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'll ask you on air. No, dude, I love this. Like, in, in all seriousness, you know, congratulations on getting to 100. It, like, it takes a hell of a fucking lot of work. And as somebody who hopped on halfway through and see, like, got an idea of what it takes to do this and to do it this long and this consistently, I mean, it's a, it's a fuck ton amount of work, man. And, and you have not once have I seen you, like, I've seen you get pissed or whatever and, like, upset about shit, mm-hmm. but nothing out of character. And, uh, and it's really <laughs> impressive. <laughs> well dude look i appreciate it liam and then the truth of the matter is this and this is this is like a big hug fest at this point but the truth of the matter is this you came to me because hadn't so we met initially because you set up the first i was a fan i was a fan of the show before i started on it yes mm-hmm. and you set up the first interview where i talked to your your uh, class about being a filmmaker and all that sort of stuff. That was how we first met, right? Yes. That's, yeah, that's how I got in contact with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then after that, for those of you listening that are just catching up, and I'm chewing, so bear with my rudeness, but Liam reached out to me and was like, look, I want to be a part of the show and I want to be a part of the stuff. And he literally moved across country to intern for the show, which is a big thing. And that's an internship... Whenever you go to a college, you need to do an internship to be able to get your credits and you need to go through that process. But it's kind of a fucking sham because he comes out here and he works for me for nothing. So he's been out here and he's hustled his ass and he not only did what I asked, but he also brought a lot to the show. We talked a lot about how the show could be to how how the show can develop, how we can become something bigger and better. And you become such an important aspect of the show, Liam. So I, I really appreciate all the hard work that you've done. And those of you listening, and if you've been listening to the long season two that we've had, this season has only been as good as it is because Liam has been on the show with us. So I just wanted to say that on air, Liam, and I just wanted to say that I really appreciate all the hard work that you that you do for us, too. Hello. 
<laughs> you fucking asshole. Liam, say hello. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. All right. No, real talk. It's been an absolute pleasure. And and for everybody who's listening, you know, I seriously I cannot stress enough how awesome it is to work on a show where we constantly are able to not only hang out with a lot of people like we've had today, but also meet a bunch of my heroes in this stuff. And it's like the the exciting part is somebody who has been listening. I know how important this show is for a lot of people who are sitting there and not getting what what we thought we would get when we went to a school or what we thought we would get by going on YouTube and looking at that stuff. I mean, it's it's just fun to be on both sides of it. It's, yeah, it's been a fucking blast, man. Well, dude, I think that's the way. I think that's the way to end the show. Thank you, Gina, for being on the show and hanging out. Sure. Yeah, there it is. Uh, and I'm going <laughs> to leave all of you guys. Thank you, Liam. Thank you, everybody that's been on the show. And thank you guys that have been listening. We've got to 100 episodes because you guys are a big part of it. You guys have been responding. You guys have been sending us feedback. You guys have been suggesting guests um, and continue to do so, please. Because we're not getting paid. Liam's not getting paid. I'm not getting paid. We're not getting paid to do this stuff. We do this to get feedback from you guys. So if you like this episode, if you like any of the, uh, any of the ep- other episodes, fuck, Jesus Christ, there's the bourbon. If you like the other episodes, if you want to see some new places, if you want to see new guests, if you want to see new stuff from the new season, drop us a note at Instagram, at, at Mike Petchy on Instagram, or at In Love With The Process, that's In Love With The Process pod on Instagram. And before I forget, because I've sort of fallen off track here, I also want to give a big thanks to all the sponsors that have continuously supported the show, to our, our past sponsors, to the people that have got us to episode 100. And I want to give out a couple shout-outs. I want to give out shout-outs to our old sponsors. I want to give out shout-outs to Rule Broadcast back in Boston. Uh, those guys, John Rule, all those dudes over there have been supporting us since the beginning. So if you're on the East Coast, if you're looking to rent new gear, if you're looking to get new camera equipment, definitely go to rule.com. That is the place. That is the place to go to get training. That is a place to go to get great equipment, great camera equipment. A big shout out to like Fright Rags. Fright Rags was supporting us for a while. Uh, Obviously, an enormous shout out to Puget Systems. Puget Systems has supported the show since the beginning. Puget Systems helps support me with who's there, the short. Puget Systems makes amazing PCs, makes amazing edit systems, but they also support artists. So I'm not going to give a full read for these guys right now. It's more important for you guys to know that if you're looking for an honest company run by honest individuals, go check out Puget Systems. Go look at PugetSystems.com. I'm also going to give a shout out to Quasar Science. The dudes from Quasar have been supporting us since we met them. Uh, and they continue to support us with gear and equipment and sponsorship. Uh, so go check out Quasar Science as well. A big old shout out. Let me see if I can do this while we're talking here. Hold on. Big old shout out to my best bud. Amazing guy. Code Electro. And uh, as you've listened to the show, you know that we have leaned heavily into the new Retrowave vibe. You know that we've been pushing hard sort of the cinematic feel is all because of this guy Code Electro has been killing it on our show go check him out go to CodeElectro.com
What you're listening to now is some of his uh, performance stuff that he did live. He did a mix of it live. He is part of the DNA of In Love With The Process. He is one of the reasons why you guys love the show every week. He sets the tone for the show. So, as I say on the show all the time, do yourself a favor. Go to CodeElectro.com, pick up one of his vinyls, support this motherfucker. Because he is a musician, he's an artist, and all these artists need support, especially in our current day, where these guys are reliant upon you picking up merch, these guys are reliant upon you picking up vinyls. This keeps them going. So I have nothing but great things to say about Code Electro, and I thank you, Martin, for allowing us to grace the air on our show with your music. So that is that. This is the end. This is the end of the new episode, episode 100. Liam, do you have anything to say before we go? It's my favorite. You still there, Liam? Proud of you. There it is. There it is. Okay, cool. Well, what I'm going to leave you with is a taste of the new music that we're going to get from Knight Rider in the new season of In Love With The Process. So stay tuned for next week as we start season three of the In Love With The Process podcast. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs>